comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Who controls everything in Gotham? I don't know. You've never heard of our secret council. So you're the devil, and you've left hell behind to take a vacation in Los Angeles. Lucifer Morningstar. Is that a stage name or something? God-given, I'm afraid. You know what would be fun? A zombie show where a zombie's the star. That's dumb. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 97. And uh, tonight, we are we are down a couple of, of podcasters, but it's okay, because I have with me the man, the, the human Swiss army knife of podcasting, because he's done so many different shows about so many different things. If I was uh, stranded on a desert island, I had, to, I had to choose one person to podcast with, it would be him, because he knows podcasting like no other. The one-man court of owls himself, Mr. Daryl Taylor. That's right. I channeled the streets, and I, I'm ready to go. He's got the street power. That's right. Uh, and, you know, Chub, Chub Toad will just say he's a thumb-sucking bedwetter. Like, <laughs> like they had on uh, iZombie this week. And, All uh, right. All right. We'll make Jerry uh, polish the silver in a French-made uniform and get spanked. So. As you should. Both out of iZombie this week, which is hilarious. Uh-huh. With the Especially with the sketch artist and I saw him, that was so cool. He was like, "I'm so turned on. Why are you here right now, Clyde? Why are you here? Did you knock?" He <laughs> got bold. Knock. He got really bold. Like, why are you here? He was a little scaredy cat before, but he was yeah. really bold. He was stringing her, she was stringing him out. Oh man! But uh, we have a full week of DC TV to talk about: the Supergirl, Gotham, Lucifer. Flash, Arrow, and iZombie, and we're going to, as I explained last week, we had a kind of a technical situation with the iZombie uh, update that we did last week, so yes. we're going to cruise, we're going to we're gonna shake it off and just cruise cruise, cruise right by it. It's uh, all Chubb's fault. Well, yes, I blame it on Chubb and Jerry since yeah, they're not here. They're not here. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're their fault. Totally, totally their fault. But first, a couple of bits of news. Uh, we've been getting a lot of the promos for Wonder Woman because mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's coming out in just a few, about a month. Yeah, three months. And uh, I've been, you know, Daryl, you mentioned it before the show, and I, I've kind of seen it in a couple of it. People are wondering why they are promoting it more. Mm-hmm. To which I'm saying, it's a month out, and it's a packed summer full of blockbusters, and they are promoting it quite a bit. I mean. They even kind of it kind of shifted on the trailers too. Like the first few trailers were almost like grandiose and kind of set in mythos, and then later the newer ones have been like a little more lighthearted, like showing like more of the the dialogue and the characters and right. stuff. So, I think the issue, I, like the thing is, I think people need to to remember is that 
Wonder Woman, and I I'm coming from a Wonder Woman fan as well. Like I, I'm coming from a dude that uh, watched the TV show, bought the comics, and you know, watched the cartoons, bought the cartoons, and all that kind of stuff. She is not Batman. Okay, you cannot push her like you would Batman. She doesn't sell herself like that. It, this is a different character. This is new. You have never had a Wonder Woman movie before. You have to be careful with that. You can't overdo it. And you spend... And the other thing is, the more you spend on promotion, the more pressure it is when it doesn't um, make a billion. And this is not going to make a billion. That's the thing I think people are really going into it with. This, this thing of thinking it has to make a billion. And my yeah. thing is, Wonder, I put Wonder Woman in the same uh, scope I would put Thor, the first Thor, and Captain America film. And her characters, I mean, the, the elements of this movie very much are Thor and Captain America. It's a period piece like yes. Captain America was. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, she comes from a... A small cadre of uh, of you know almost magical you know magical beings or whatever just like Thor comes from Asgard she comes from Themyscira, I mean the, you know it does have those kind of character beats that people can identify with from the Marvel movies too or whatever yeah but you know you, I but I I totally agree I think people are, are investing a lot you know oh it's going to be a billion dollars this and no. it's not a billion it's a flop or whatever yeah no I don't I don't think it's going to do that and uh, I don't think they're expecting it to do that and I if they only are, think I think that if for me, I think that if it does the box office of Cap or or the first the first Cap movie and the first Thor movie, and maybe a little bit more, I think that's the win. Yeah, I if agree. it does that, and then you have to build it from there, right? You and can't. and it, and if that word of mouth snowballs into a bigger business for Justice League, right, right, because the people are happier with this movie than they were with Batman v Superman overall. Right. I think that'll look uh, shine positively on Warner Brothers and give people more of a, a, a you know like a maybe they'll give more of just you know, Justice League more of a chance than they would. And everyone who is going to see this Wonder Woman movie, and the other thing about spending too much money, because remember, you, the more money you spend, that means the more money the movie has to make in order to be profitable for them, right? Mm -hmm. You, the people that have decided to go see Wonder Woman are already decided. There's nothing they can do now to make someone go see Wonder Woman any more than anything else, except for when the, the only people that can affect it I think are the people that already went to go see it, meaning the critics when they go see it and then and then talk about it. That's it. There's nothing that the studio can do now to make anyone who's made a decision pro or con to go see this film. Well, I think keeping it in the public eye is something they need to do, and keeping like what puts these films over the top and makes them hits are not like you and I, the guys who've known the characters since we were little kids and followed them through comics. It's the general public. And if that word of mouth is bad, like it was on Batman v Superman, yeah. it's not, it's not going to have the legs and it's not going to, no, you know, make, I, make, make I, them I already think for. from what people have seen, the commercials and everything they've shown so far, I think people have already made a decision. And the ones that are in there are going to be the ones that are on the bubble who are waiting for other people to go see it first. Yeah, you got those, but the other than but the other people who have made this, you know, kind of made a decision already if they're going to go see this or not, and they're not on the bubble at all. They've decided. 
Those, right. That's the weekend. That's that's going to be the weekend box office. But I think there's also right that first weekend, yeah. But I think there's all. I mean, considering it's, it's summer, and considering you know it's June where it's placed, and you know in relation to some of the other movies that are coming up, I think if people, you know, some people are like, hey, this the Wonder Woman movie is actually pretty good. You know, I think that that'll be its second week, you know, right. worth of customers. You know, all right. So. so we'll see. Like Batman v Superman like dipped really quickly in the second and third weeks and. Well, you know, most movies do, but some movies have legs and keep going. Yeah, so we'll it's the forty to fifty percent. That's that's yeah. the thing to see if it goes down down there. Though that's when it's going to be people that have already seen it and talked about it, and then you know that inspires people to either go see it themselves or to not bother because they've been warned off from going to see it. Like that's where we're at now. So just everybody relax. <laughs> just, just, just relax. I know, I re- and it's so funny. You know, I was—I can't remember who I was talking to about this. It's like everybody's like, "Oh, the, the everybody says this movie's great," or "Oh, everybody says this movie sucks," or like you know, it's always like the most alarmist, extreme possible. It's never like you know, "Hey, let's wait till the movie comes out and then maybe form an opinion rather than look at it a couple of trailers and say, "Oh, well, this movie's great." Yeah. Right? Then they had a thing where they mentioned. Uh, and I kind of agree with the thing with this one, though. It was the promotion for some Think Thin promotion for something, right? For Wonder Woman. That kind of made me go, what? Like, that oh. That, that kind of made me just do an eyebrow. Yeah. I mean, everything... Oh, there's so much cross-promotion now, though. I mean, I, you, I can't go to the grocery store right now without seeing Guardians of the Galaxy on my, you know, my pop and on right. my Doritos and on my bread and you know, and uh, it was the same way with Batman v Superman. I was, I mean, there was, I remember there were a, there was a Batman and a Superman cereal. You know, <laughs> it yeah, was like they yeah, had totally. one cereal, they had their own separate cereals and stuff. So like that, the, the I tie-in, expect it. Like that, I tie-ins expect are huge. It, but yeah, but I understand that what you're saying. You know, the like, rewarding of that for Wonder Woman is some not some of the some of the promotion like for for female led thing. Like you would never, I have never seen for any of the superhero movies for males. They never advertise some crazy stuff with you no know, think thin, right? Or you know, body image body conscience image uh, mm-hmm. kind of kind of promotion. They wouldn't even think twice, right? They don't think twice right. when they do that. Why would you do that for a female-led show? You know, like, to people not to get that. It's, a, it's, that's, al- it's okay. almost like they have a double standard for women. Yeah. You know, it's not weird. Yeah, it's like they would... Do, listen, uh, the fans that go see these, these movies, uh, thinking thin is not what we think about. That's not, what I'm thinking about when, that's not what I'm thinking about when I like a Wonder Woman. Right, right, right. So why <laughs> would you saying. even <laughs> go down that that road? And you plus you you're trying to you're trying to sell it to females. Like why would you even? And the funny thing is that like people, the biggest gripe about Gal Gadot is that you know she wasn't muscular enough to right. play one. And now like, she's they're trying to do the other way, you know. Like think thin, and it goes next to her picture. It was kind of it's. It's kind of, that's when you got to think market people. Sometimes you have to be human and kind of think maybe that's not the the way we want to go. You can't be outside of the world. Okay, it's not you. You gotta. That's kind of it's kind of like. I mean, I know it's like it shouldn't. It should be okay for them to advertise wherever they're going to advertise. But that did kind of make me go a thinking thin thing like that. That did if it was an Asian. Like if it was a, a movie for an Asian character, 
right? A superhero of Asian descent. And they went for something that was straight out of, you know, like if they, if they advertised in something or for black and they advertised it with, um, I would even say Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. For Black Panther, right? For, <laughs> that would be something to make me pause. And it's not because chicken yeah, is wrong. No, it's, yeah. It's I just that. that you know in the world how. The cultural association. You man. know the cultural association of that. So people would have pause. So why even go down that road? That's you know women up. have dealt with weight. And been weight shamed and the whole thing. And if you and if you pretend you don't know that that's happening, you are, first of all not a woman, and you, it's not even human. You don't even watch TV because you know it's there. You know it's out there all the time, right? We see we see marketing all the time that's out of touch with with what yeah. they're doing. They don't like you said they don't take that step back to look at it and be like, wait a minute, you know. Right. That's that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was the only thing that the with with the Wonder Woman thing that promotion. That was the only promotion that I don't like. It's cool with the makeup. It's cool with uh, uh, shoes, sneakers, that type of stuff. Because we do that for everything, right? Yeah. That, that I get. That that totally get. Right. That was the only thing that made me pause when you go for a th- for a thin <laughs> for some diet thing. Like, you don't do that for superheroes, for any other superheroes, so why would you do that for this? Exactly. For the first female-led one. Like, why right. would you do that? So that that was the only kind of thing. Do and uh, speaking of DC movies, uh, Aquaman started shooting. Yeah, they've really been putting little things in out there uh, with that, with the new logo. We got the and we got the first uh, set photo from the first clapboard. Right, right. You know, scene one, day one. I guess the uh, the uh, um, the code name is Ahab. Yeah, because that's what it says on the clapboard. Well, it's going to be cool. interesting with Aquaman because Momoa, Jason Momoa, is very he gets off on this. He's like the Rock. Right. They have that ethic of you hype up people. You this is this is what we do. Our job is not only to do good in the movie. Our what, job is to hype it up. And like the Rock, he has that charisma. He, seems, right. he comes across as very likable, like right. intimidating but likable, the same as the Rock. When so. he drank a beer, and then threw an axe across the room and hit a bullseye, yeah, I was in. Yep. Like when he did that, that had me. At ha- he had me at hello to do something crazy like that. Like he, it was just a video of him just taking a beer, drinking down a whole thing, a whole beer, like. I'm talking about a pitcher. He he drank down like a pitcher of beer and then with one hand threw the axe across the room and hit the target on the first try. Right? I think I, I think I saw that video. That is the kind of thing that will make us go. And it and he's playing in with the Aqua Aquaman character. Like Aquaman is a bruiser. Like this Aquaman is a berserker Aquaman. He's like yep. he gives no Fs. Like this is the dude who is 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 a party goer? He's a wild guy. He's like a warrior. You know, this this is him. He's the Thor of the Justice League. This is gonna. He's the Thor guy out of this. So he's gonna do his thing. He's gonna party. He and I like that. And it looks like that's kind of a lot of the the uh, the scenes that he has in Justice League is him just having fun 
being Aquaman. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't have a problem being being Aquaman. Right. Like there's no. There doesn't seem to be any questioning of his of his his place in the world. You know. So I I, I that's good for a franchise when you can have somebody be that way. It'll be interesting, and you got James Wan directing. He know definitely knows action. So right, right. I can't can't wait to see it. All right, let's uh, let's shift it uh, from movies to television. Then. All We're right, full full slate of shows to talk about. Do it. Let's start with Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl. Uh, this episode was called Alex. It was episode nineteen. It might as well have been called Maggie versus Supergirl. Yes. There was even in that first five minutes, and they're eating pizza. It's just like, whoa! Look out for the shade. Man, a lot of shade <laughs> in that episode for sure. Because it starts out with the episode. Uh, there's like a hostage situation, and Maggie Sawyer is there on the scene talking him down, and then Supergirl comes on the scene and saves the day. You know, but accidentally like breaks the dude's arm, I guess, or whatever. And this starts a debate between you know, you know, between uh, Maggie and Kara about. You know what Supergirl's place is, and the, the Supergirl defense, which is, I guess, is a Johnny Cochran thing. <laughs> the Supergirl uh, that uh, the criminals are using to get out of crimes because Supergirl's a vigilante and stuff. Yada yada. Yeah, so you the, can't leave your identity, so you can't testify. That right. You, that part of it, yeah. Yeah, they cover. Um, actually, Bendis covered that a lot. Interestingly, in. Um, his Daredevil run. Yeah, he did. That uh, Murdoch, it was pretty funny. Um, but that kind of sets up the, the, the like, uh, friction between the two of them. And as the day, as that happened, you know, after their little pizza party or whatever, uh, Alex is abducted by a person who demands the release of a guy named Peter Thompson, who's serving a life sentence. And the guy who kidnapped her is uh, identified as Rick Melvern. He's his son, but also a childhood friend of the dad of the Danvers. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know, Supergirl's Pete Ross, I guess. Uh, and he okay. had he deduced Kara's alter ego on his own. Is there anybody who doesn't know she's Supergirl? And see, this is worse than the Flash now. Well, you know it's kind I mean? of bad. Like you can't. <laughs> I think it's the worst kept secret in the world because that scene that we've seen before, that scene of of uh, the first season where they where she showed her powers, where she uh, saved somebody in the car. Mm-hmm. Like all those kids watching that, there's no way you're gonna forget that. As a kid, you're not gonna forget seeing this girl rip a car door off the hinges and save somebody in a car that was about to explode. Right. The thing, the thing that gets me is like Maggie Sawyer is a detective and she figured it out, right? Yeah. yeah. This dude is like their next door neighbor or whatever, and a childhood friend of theirs and figured it out, right? Lena Luthor is like one of the biggest geniuses on the damn planet. Don't okay? know. Don't know. She's like Kara and Supergirl within five minutes of each other sometimes, <laughs> and can't figure it out. It's crazy because it's like <laughs> if you know, it's it's like if you know Supergirl and you like her, you're dumb. You just don't, you don't, you can't see that it's, it's Carol Devers. You don't, she puts on glasses, you can't see it. You just don't know. But if you're anybody else who's not enamored by Supergirl, like you just are, you know, you just, you just look and you go, oh, I know who that is. Right. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. It's, it's, I know who that is. But it's, yeah, it, to go back to that scene, I mean, most of her class should know. Like when 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 Supergirl uh, pops up, yeah, most of them should go. 
You know, there was a girl that I remember that could pop open a car. Right. And uh, I wonder what she's doing now in school. I wonder what's like, Yeah, what's going on? It just on? seems like everybody knows except for maybe two or three people on the whole show. And yeah. one of them is supposed to be the smartest person in the in the room, you know. Yeah. So that was weird. Anyway, um, uh, Alex, uh, the Rick is captured and taken by the DEO. Uh, Alex sends the location to Wynn, who informs Kara, and she rushes to the place, but it's a trap, and it triggers an alarm that causes water to start filling in Alex's cell. Because she didn't, because because. Supergirl has this problem, and it's funny because this is the same problem, kind of, that she told James about, that you, you aren't trained for this, right? You aren't prepared for this. How Supergirl doesn't listen. Like, she runs into situations. Barry had the same issue, too, like, running into situations because you have powers, and you think that, um, and you don't, you, you don't, look around, you don't think before you get there, you don't scope out the area, you don't try to do any kind of investigation. It's like, it's like almost like Ollie, uh, Oliver should grab the two of them and and have a pep talk, have a training uh, uh, episode with both of them. Something like that. Yeah, because like Maggie keeps making the point and she's right that Super, and you know, they make the point Supergirl just rushes into stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, even when the police have it under control or whatever, and it's all illustrated in the early scene, and then it's kind of played out again as the episode goes on. The DEO and Carol refuse to negotiate with Rick, but Maggie breaks Thompson out of prison, and then they're confronted by Kara, who convinced Thompson to reveal Alex's location. Right. Uh, Kara and Maggie manage to rescue Alex in time, mm-hmm. and then John decides to wipe, wipe Rick's memory it's funny how they pick and choose when John has enough skill right. to use his telepathy. Because before, remember, it was like he couldn't, he wasn't that good at it. Like he he would do he would do damage. He was worried about using his powers to do that because he could do damage to the brain. Yep, that's right. And now he's he's at the skill level where he. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna it. wipe this particular memory out of his yeah, head. No big deal. Like I could just big you know one. I could just wipe it's like it I, out. It's funny because I just watched uh, like a, a, um, a video blog uh, breakdown of Identity Crisis, mm-hmm. where they wiped the the villains' memories, you know, right. and, and wipe Batman's memory in it too. And like to see this, I was like, oh man, that's going to open a whole ethical can of worms here, you know. But but then again, they'll probably forget that they you know forget about this and you and they don't bring it up again. That's the thing right. we will we'll have to wait and see because they've right. done so, that before. Like they'll you know like they'll. It'll be some kind of dilemma, and they won't uh, mm-hmm. won't go back to it again. Uh, meanwhile, Rhea, Monel's mom, uh, gives Lena the schematics of a high tech device for transporting matter. Right. Uh, Lena soon deduces that Rhea is an alien, and becomes angry, but Rhea manages to convince her to continue working with her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You think Lena would be able to figure out what's going on? First of all, my whole thing is uh, in this thing. If I if I know you're an alien, like if I know and have suspicions that you're an alien, I'm not going to tell you that I know yeah. when I'm alone in my right. office with no security and there's no way <laughs> if something happens and you decide to. 
to, you know, take me out and kill me. There's no way out of it. I don't know. How about you don't say anything, right? You, you pretend everything is cool. She goes home. And, and then, then you the, go to the DEO. Yeah, you call your super-powered friends right. and say, hey, uh, dude. I got some stuff up? going on. This is a suspicious woman here that's... What's uh, up? Hey, uh, using tech that uh, doesn't exist on Earth. Right. Go to the cops. I don't know. Maybe. I, you know. Or, you know what? The scene where they're talking and she admits that she... That Rio readmits working with her mom. Yeah. I, I, I thought she was going to pump the brakes right there. Right. Because her and her mom had been through so much already. Exactly. When she said that, I was just like, oh, well, Lena's out now. But Lena stuck with it. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I don't know where she's going with it. I know that be well, we know that it's such a, a, a obvious thing is that when you say something twice, like that, that's the thing a friend of mine had, had kind of caught up with the, with the CW shows. And he's kind of right. He's a writer friend of mine. He goes, they have a habit of a character says something twice or multiple times to let you know that there's going to be something to come back with this. Lena has already said we're friends. We're best friends multiple times. So that means right. that they have to break up this friendship, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, but it's weird that she would, um, with everything the Supergirl has done, like save her all those times, right? Why in the world would she still do this you know yeah, like why would she still especially when she found out like i said she was aligned with her mom yeah like why would you unless you're playing the long con and pretending to be good and you're really not which which they kind of put out there that that could be a, the case or that she's playing a long con with Rhea to find out what her game is. Or that. Or that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I right. mean, she's a smart enough character. She be, could be doing either or both. Right. She things. could be. That's the thing. I mean, she's a good. I like her. as I like the actress that plays her. And she mm-hmm. she is good outside of her being a woman that I would marry multiple times. <laughs> um, she, she can play off emotions very very well like you know like to make me pause like i really don't know her motivation right now like i when she is is really good she's really good but when she gets that look in her eye like that luther look Mm -hmm. i i could see her flip and do something bad eventually like i really don't know I'm I'm really on the like I'm really sitting there on the fence like I don't know and I and I like that I rather because that's you know that's what they want us to feel I want to not know if she's a good you know totally good right. or totally bad I want to know I want to not know till they tell me yeah well eventually something's gonna happen to break her one way or the other you know what it's I mean it's got and to it's got to I give this one like a B minus. The, the yeah. Lena Luthor stuff kind of dragged, dragged it down for me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, like, it is it is a B, because other than that, um, villain, it's a, it's a cool villain of the week. Mm-hmm. But they're not, that's not always a bad thing. We need some of these villain of the week's, uh, episodes. You know, comic booky type episodes. And I've seen that. The animated, remember the Superman, the animated, uh, adventures? They had a cool episode where they had a villain who kind of planned out everything. 
and Superman had to kind of figure out a way to beat this guy. You couldn't do it with fists. You had to figure out a way to beat him. Right. Another way, and it, I like it. I like those type of episodes sometimes. Or even, or even the uh, the Clock King in the uh, Batman yeah, in the yeah. series. Oh, the that was his whole superpower was that he had had good timing. Yeah, <laughs> I like that stuff, man. Well, speaking of Batman, let's move on to Gotham. Heroes rise: colon, these delicate and dark obsessions. <laughs> Man, that's I guess it definitely a surprise for longest title this week. Yeah, and on the uh, nose. Yeah, no doubt. Episode sixteen, it is. Uh, we have a few different threads going at the same time. The main threads are Cobblepot, Bruce, mm-hmm. and Gordon. Um, after fully recovering from his gunshot wound, Cobblepot attempts to build an army to take back power from Nigma, Barbara, Tabitha, and Butch, uh, trying to snub uh, Ivy in the process. Dummy. I know Ivy keeps trying to be his friend and help him, and he just keeps being rude to her. Uh, he calls Gabe to assist him, but Gabe instantly betrays him, even though Ivy warned him ahead of time. Yeah. More and than attempt- once. And attempts to auction the right to kill him. Starts taking Polaroids to make sure, you know, sure everybody is alive. But Ivy uses her perfume to uh, rescue him by mind-controlling one of the guys to kill the rest of them. Right. Uh, except for um, Gabe, and then uh, Gabe, uh, you know, he, like Cobblepot talks to Gabe, and you know, says, you know, and uh, he offers Gabe one more chance. Gabe like, is like, oh please, oh please, oh please, and then Poison Ivy uses this, uh, her truth-telling perfume on her again, and he's like, nope, I only ever liked you out of fear. That's all anybody ever followed you out of was fear. Yeah, we never thought you were the one. We always thought you were just an umbrella holder or whatever. And he calls him a freak. And Cobblepot loses it. Yeah, you know he loves that when you call him a freak. That's his oh, yeah. favorite. And he like goes goes after Gabe and kills him with a garden trowel. Right. Um, pretty brutally. And then he ends up apologizing to Ivy for it later. Um, and then he realizes Ivy could could definitely come in useful. You know. Yeah, she's got the skill, man. She got the. She knows her plants. No doubt. Um, in the Bruce story. The shaman gives Bruce like this weird acupuncture thing to the head, yeah. an acupuncture needle to the head, and it transports him back to the night where his parents were killed. Uh huh. Makes it all clear. So let me ask you something: Is this the most replayed scene in any like superhero franchise? Yes. Is is Batman's parents being killed? Yes. So it seems like in every Batman movie we have to see it. It is. It is the most overdone, overused uh, thing to ever go through is to see the the, the, the killing of, of the Waynes. That is that is the most overdone thing. And I'm talking not even just on cartoons, movies, TV shows, comics. It was even in Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's the, it's been done in every in every Aspect of of entertainment, Batman. About every every iteration of Batman is on that scene. It's been used. It's, it's totally been used. It's like that one panel of Peter Parker's hand being bitten by the spider that they use. Yeah, that's the other in, one. In like every origin, you know. that's the other one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
the uh, Bruce tries to escape the monastery where he is. He's not even sure where he is, to be honest. But it turns out like he runs down one hallway and it ends up in the same hallway. And it's kind of like that mystery spot place on the way to the amusement park where you guys stopped and paid $5. And you're in a caught in a maze. That's where he is. And uh, he has to relive the night of his parents' murder. He gets a lot of like kung fu type talk from this guy about having to overcome his fear to be what he needs to be. And he wants to turn Bruce in. And, you know, he's like giving him the Batman spiel. It seems like. Totally. But it, but I think what they're trying to train him for is to be the new owl guy, like the new Talon. That's what I think, yeah. Because we yeah. see the Talon in action later in this episode, and uh, he's pretty badass. Uh, but, yeah, he uses his acupuncture to, like, take Bruce back there, and then Bruce, you know, he's like, I don't know what you want from me, and he goes, I want to turn you into a protector. I want you to, you know, you can save Gotham. And, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Bruce figures out that the clone has taken over for him while he's gone. Mm-hmm. I kind of oh. do like. I kind of wish they had kidnapped Bruce, like, earlier, and he trains a little bit and then comes back. Like he gets out later, hmm. and you kind of have him like this is one of his teachers. Like Alfred is a teacher that's teaching him some skills. Right. This guy teaches him some skills. Like he'll right. need another one next season. He'll teach him more skills. Like that's he gets, cool. I, I, I would I would kind of like that if that's you know. That would make sense. Yeah. It definitely fall in line with the, uh, you know, the Batman mythos. And we've been saying all along that he should be training at this age. And right. And he's gotten he better. Is. I mean, we, yeah. you see, they, they did a point of showing just how good he is right now. Like when he beat those kids that were trying to, to jump him when he went after, when he went to find Selena. Right. Like that was, that was to show how, you know, how much better he's gotten. Uh, in just that amount of time with, and that's just training with Alfred. Right. The, um, the third storyline is all about Gordon. Uh, he finds out through the, uh, Court of Owls. Well, first of all, he finds out that his dad not only was killed by the Court of Owls on purpose, mm-hmm. but that his, his brother, his dad's, his uncle, Uncle Frank was the one who organized, who ordered the hit. Who didn't see that coming? From Falcone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I mean, I forgot to mention, uh, Frank Gordon is played by James Remar. I forgot to mention this last week. Mm-hmm. Who was who was in the Warriors? Yes, he was. And like about a million other great movies. Uh-huh. And super duper character actor. And I didn't recognize him at first. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that is James Remar. So I just oh, wanted to shout that yeah, out. Yeah, as soon as I see him, he's an actor. That as soon as I see him, I know him. I know oh, who yeah. he is. As soon as I see him, like he's, exactly. He's that I like guy. A, I like a great character actor. Yeah, he's a good character dude. I, you know, totally. He, Gordon begins to investigate the Court of Owls, and he finds all this stuff about about his dad. Uh, the weapon is coming into the dock, but he has no way of, of getting, sending... He doesn't want to send uh, police down there in case the Court of Owls show up or whatever. So he calls a favor from Barbara, which seemed like a really bad idea when I saw that. Always. <laughs> but the scene Always. with her, she's calling herself Barbara Queen now. Mm-hmm. And Tabitha standing next to her on the throne, and the guy like giving her the money, and then she like, like, oh, and I need a new pair of stilettos, and she whacks him with the shoe, you know. Oh, she's awesome. That was a great scene. And yeah, then, this uh, is Barbara. I want this is awesome. And then you know she answers the phone. She goes, Jim Gordon. What a what a not surprise or something like that. She goes, let me guess, you need a favor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the next scene is them on the docks torturing the the stevedores, trying to find out what. Is coming or what came in already from Doc, uh, this one Doc or whatever, down at the docks and the boxes down there of the weapon. 
and it has Indian Hill on the side of it. But before they can find out what's what's in the box, uh, the Talon shows up and like kills everybody. Pretty <laughs> like, much. Yeah. And like again, primetime television, they had like a beheading here. Another guy is just like eviscerated and just throwing blood everywhere. I mean, it was pretty brutal, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tabitha and Barbara get away. Um, after he realizes that his uncle organized a hit against his dad, uh, Gordon goes to confront Frank. Frank is like, look, they're, they're, they've already brought this weapon to the court of owls. They, they don't trust me anymore. And the only way you're going to be able to stop them is from inside. And the only way you're going to get inside is if this happens. And he blows his own brains out. And my thing, and I'm, and I'm sitting there going, this is another one of those Gordon is being a dummy. Uh, times. Because you don't have time. Like, what part of weapon coming into Gotham do you not understand? Right. We There's don't, some cops we, down there. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for you to, to deal with your daddy issues. I understand you'd be upset and all that, but deal with that later. I don't know. You'd think at a certain point if there was like a death dealing you know, um, device or whatever, you'd be able to call in somebody to help you. Yeah, instead of joining the Court of Owls. Your homeboy is the commissioner right now. The chief. He's the dude. He's the head dude. Why wouldn't you just call your boy? Yeah, but he's trying to keep... I mean, he keep, even, like, keeps Bullock a little bit in the dark about it. And then yeah. he finally opens up to Bullock this episode. Uh, you know, telling him about the Court of Owls. And Bullock's, like, you know, kind of incredulous, but believes him, you know? What did Bullock always say, and it's true? I got your back. He yeah, always he says that. Even when he breaks laws, he's like, I got your back. No doubt. And, and I, yeah. I really want Donald Logue more in the show. Like, he's, he's lately he's just been like, you know, two or three minutes in the show at Tops and then disappeared. And I hope he really, like, you know, like you said, has Gordon's back a little more this time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Frank blows his brains out in front of Gordon. Commits, uh, he just, Jim decides to meet with Catherine. And the last shot, did you see that very last shot? Like when they they pan into the limo, mm-hmm. and like inside the limo is the Gotham logo oh, of course. <laughs> coming at you. Of course, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, this oh, has been pilot. This, this show has been coming together. Like this has been. Uh, it's been. It's funny because this has been more of a Bruce Wayne season right now. This this half of the season has really uh, been a more of a. Bruce building kind of thing than anything. I like well, I like I, I'm. They're implementing the Court of Owls in, the, in a good way. I right. was worried. You know, there are a lot of ways that could have gone wrong with it. I, I, the way they're doing it right now, I think, is really good. I like it. I like it. It's it's like they're. Bre- it's funny because it's like they're breaking down uh, Gordon more. Like he his he's kind of been breaking down. You know, he'll probably be built back up, but he's breaking him down. They're breaking him down a little bit. And they and they already broke down Bruce in the first few seasons. You know, like his stories of, you know, he's just been through everything, right? He's just been totally um, just just destroyed, you know. Kind well, of. yeah, they're like, well, all the stuff he went through with the Joker yeah. and all the stuff the Court of Owls put him through to begin with, you know, when they're trying to kill him and replace him and all this other stuff, you know. So now to to Bruce is like and had this kid and this kid is I mean you know what happens when you have kids uh, in TV shows they you see them they start to grow up really quickly because you know the time it takes to make these to do these shows 
Well, it was weird that, like, you know, in the scene where he's looking at the shooting, or he's mm-hmm. watching his parents being shot, the difference between him at that age yes. and, and yeah. now, it's almost like a different guy. And he plays it more, he, he's more confident as Bruce. He's a little bit more confident and a little bit more sure of himself. He's not completely Bruce yet. He's not, he's not there yet. He's not Batman. No, Batman. No. But he's smarter than he used to be about things, you know. Um... And he's more yeah. likable. He's he, he's a little bit he's more likable because at first he was not a very likable character. We, we remember we didn't even want to see him again. We wanted we him started to out away. very ar- very arrogant yeah. and like yeah. very uh, um, uh, very cocky and like he knew everything. And I think he's he's been taking down a few pegs since then. Like I said, the whole Joker storyline and uh, well Jerome storyline. Right. Sorry, right? Very spoiled, and, uh, you know. Very spoiled yeah. and. Yeah, and uh, so his friendship with Selena and all the stuff they've been through together and everything. It's really, mm-hmm. you're right. It's been cool to see him progress as a character. And in that first season, we were all griping, "Oh, who is this whiny kid? That's not Bruce yeah. Wayne." Blah blah blah. Now we're seeing him. Yeah. Now we're saying, "Oh, he is Bruce. He is yeah, kind of Bruce." Is the, this is this is becoming the. I can see him be the kid who's going to be Batman eventually. Right. Right. It totally works. I know we keep saying it, but I guess this one to be. This was a good, solid episode, and uh, yeah, me too. Me nothing, too. nothing really wrong with it, but nothing like you know to make it a huge standout either. So. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a problem, so it's not a B minus. It's just, it's a B. It's a, it's a good, yeah. solid building of what's coming. You know, more of what's coming later. Right. The 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 uh, the chess pieces are moving on the board. You know, but it's funny to see Nigma's rise while Cobblepot's trying to scrape himself together again for. How many times is this now that Penguin has come back from like less than nothing and being dead to like? <laughs> that seems to be his thing. He should change yeah. his name to Phoenix because he rises from the ashes like every every right. uh, six episodes or so. He has to rise from the ashes to. He's like resur- Resurrection Man. He is. He pretty much is. <laughs> like, how many times have you been shot and 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 thrown out on the? Uh, Right, the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, and then, and then he and then he slowly comes back out of it and gets revenge on. He he drinks the blood of his enemies. You know, <laughs> so like he's that dude. He's, that, right. he's usually that dude. While he's wobbling around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let us move on to the Lucifers. The Lucifers. Bum bum bum! Lucifer's back. Oh yeah! Don't call to come back. No. He's been gone since January. Yeah. Dang, I forgot. May first, though. Lucifer, a Candy Morning Star, is the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode number fourteen. Uh, two weeks have gone by since the last episode. The whole two weeks. January, but but somehow two weeks. Right. Um, Lucifer returns to L.A. and introduces everyone to his wife. Candy. Right. Who we met in Vegas. Right. And uh, Chloe becomes upset. She's upset not only with Lucifer's cavalier attitude, but his decision to get married. And they get called in on a case. This dude named Ash Corrigan, a musician in a local band, turns up dead. Uh, first, I think it's the evil girlfriend named Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Two on okay. the nose there. Get it, buddy. I get it. You we know, understand. Save, save that for the Rob Thomas shows, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I see. I see who was a fan of what back in right. the day. 
Yeah. Somebody's like, I need to go. Oh, I know. There's my copy of Nevermind. There you go. There you go. Um, Lucifer tries to help Chloe, but she pushes him away. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, Mendiel and Charlotte also discover that Lucifer is married. (laughs) And Charlotte suspects that Lucifer is planning some sort of revenge. Um, Maze suggests that Chloe needs a mediator. So she impersonates Candy. And visits the same mediator that Ash and Courtney saw for their divorce. Which I didn't understand at all the need for that scene. Well, it was they were trying to be cute and have her say things that she couldn't normally say. I know, but it just... You know, it, just... it didn't work as well as they thought it might have, I think. But I understood where it was coming from, you know. Um, uh, and then D.L. confronts Lucifer for hurting Chloe's feelings, but Lucifer tells him he's not ignoring her, he's protecting her. Because... She didn't doesn't know that she was you know placed in his path. You know what I mean? She doesn't know that that uh, he was uh, created. She was created for him and stuff. Right. So he's tra- he's trying to you know sh- shelter her from all that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it's kind of a noble goal if you think about it. You know what I mean? I well, I mean that's kind of it's kind of the CW thing. way though. Right. Like, I need I need to protect you from this life. I won't yeah. tell you why. I won't. I won't ever share with you why I'm doing it, even though you probably should get that information. It, right. That's just, that is such a CW thing because there are things that are going to happen to her because of because she's a pawn of of the light and dark. But how do you protect yourself when you don't even know you're a target? Right. You know, and uh, so it's it's like I won't tell anybody the information that they need. To protect themselves, but I I want to protect you, but I won't tell you that you I won't tell you anything to let you protect yourself though at the same time. I'm doing this to protect you. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it to protect you, but I won't say anything and I'll just let you yell at me. You know, and I won't say anything. I'll just look at you longingly as you yell at me about things that you don't get because I won't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on, you know, like enough. I'm just like already. Just tell him you're the devil. Just tell him you're the devil already. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you might as. I mean, she's already seen enough weird and crazy stuff. Yeah, just do it. You know that she's bound to listen. Yeah, I'm know. ready for it. And it's weird. How could he? How did he use his powers of persuasion when she was in the room? I thought he couldn't use his devil powers anymore. Or was it just? I don't know. Him? Like, that's a little off to me. I don't know what the... Well, I know he can't heal when she's in the room. Right. I don't know the rules. Is, is it and just like, the healing thing that's off? I don't know. If, well, I mean, I've seen him do the confessional thing with her around before, like when they've worked on other cases. I did, too. But then so. but then they go through the thing of him not, you know, him being kind of weakened now because of her. And then right. He, I, think I, I thought it was just physical, though, not like with his. his You're um, probably right. I mean, he really his doings. Yeah. Because remember, he had to get her away so he could go into the gas room. Right, because he he would have died if he didn't if she right. didn't go away, so he can do it. She had to be a certain right. distance from him for him to do it. Right. Right. He kept like seeing how far away she was by cutting mm-hmm. himself. Joining us now, Richard the Chub Toe Show. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Suck, you thumb sucking bedwetter. Yeah. <laughs> you caught me. Uh huh. It sounds like we're discussing Lucifer. Yes. Yes, yes, we are. Okay. Continue. Oh, well, thanks. 
Oh, wow. So <laughs> don't sleep in beauty steps in the room. Well, well, thank you it's for like, allowing oh, us to continue your oh, grace. Oh, 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 thank you oh, so right, much. Thank no you. problem. Not a bother. Not a bother. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can we still breathe, too? Oh, wow. Yes. I'm not allowed to share the same era. <laughs> Whoa. Why um, do you think we're states apart? Oh. Uh, Chloe and Lucifer discover that Doug, one of the Ashes bandmates, killed him because he was going to break up the band and go solo. And he chokes out, he tries to choke out Lucifer. And Lucifer's like, yes, go ahead, do it because I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Chloe is like, you know, trying to shoot, finds the, finally shoots the guy on the shoulder, gets him off him. Um, Lucifer and Chloe we agreed to become partners again. And it's revealed that at the end, that Lucifer didn't really marry Candy. No, shoot. She was an actress. She was an actress the whole no, time. No, duh. Uh, we're all duped. We're all duped. Yeah, no, duh. It's a whole nother Bobby Ewing in the shower, or whatever the hell the Who Shot JR thing was. Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with Bobby Ewing in the shower. What are you talking about? They didn't reboot the whole series like they did there. Yeah, it wasn't all a dream. <laughs> it wasn't all a dream. <laughs> it wasn't all a dream. That's totally different. But uh, anyway, um, I'm glad that she turned out not to be like um, Candy or whatever because I was watching you know the episode and that character seems so stereotypical compared to most of the other characters yeah. we see on this show. Yeah, I was like, really? They're just gonna go with this dumb stripper stereotype? And then yeah. it turned out that wasn't it at all. So I, I did appreciate it when it was revealed. Well, I, I kind of thought in my head that they weren't gonna stick with this, and I was waiting for the turn. I just didn't think they were gonna wait till the whole till the end of the of the show. Well, I don't think he's ready subconsciously to, to, to cut off his feelings for her that way. So, of course he's doing this. Well, yeah, he's playing the long con to get to find out what the mother wants. Right. He, even said, mother. he says as much at the end when he's putting her in the limo to get her out of town or whatever. That, you know, yeah. He's able to flush out his mom and find out what she was doing and what her, her you know, role in this is. Because right. during this episode, she tells... Lucifer, that the um, that as Ezreal's uh, blade, that, that knife he has, uh-huh. is actually a version of the flaming sword that could actually cut through anything, including the gates of heaven, and would allow them to go back to the Silver City. You can win this time. Yeah, with this with this blade. But I, it seems like, but it's, it doesn't seem that that's what Lucifer wants at all. You no. know, what I mean, that's like not not what his goal is Man, at all. He don't want to go to heaven no more. He don't want to go to heaven. He don't want to go to hell. What is this whole thing? He just wants to chill on earth. He want to hang out with his girl. He want to solve cases. He want to, you know. Netflix and chill, babe. Netflix Netflix and and chill. chill. Like, that's his thing. He doesn't want to be a part of any of this. He's done. He's done already. He just doesn't want it. Like, and they keep forcing it on him. This whole thing is to keep. I think he's really disillusioned, too, after finding out Chloe was like a construct his dad made to. You know, to put it in his path to distract him. Or yeah, because he thought that that was just this one. This was his own thing. He thought that you know, finally, right. this is something you know that's mine. Mm-hmm. And you find out that nope, your dad, <laughs> your dad made your girlfriend. Then that now it's like, you know, now he has to rebel. He has to. Well, do doesn't that kind of make her his sister? Well, if that's the case, everyone's his sister or brother. 
if we yep. go by that rule. We're all I mean, brothers. I'm saying, I mean, it's brothers and sisters. If God created a life, then I mean, he don't all everyone on earth. He's been effing his sisters and brothers all since he's been on earth. Disgusting. If that's the case, so. uh... What about letter grades for Lucifer? I, you know, I, had, I have to say, I didn't really miss it when it was gone. Um, this kind of gets a C to me. It just was okay. It wasn't terrible. It was <laughs> wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was just... I found myself just not caring about the the clothes. Her being upset. She's like, she can't even say... Yeah. She's an adult woman who's a cop. And she can't even, can't even, she acts like even saying that she had feelings for Lucifer is like a, 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 a person, you know, like a, 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 you know, a very conservative person not being able to say vagina or penis or something. Yeah. Like she, like it's not that serious that you can't just say, yeah, I like the guy. I have feelings for the dude. I thought we were going to get together. I'm mad. Like you can't I- say that. I think for me, this show is suffering for one reason, and that's because iZombie is on at the same time, or, you know, I watch them, yeah. like, pretty much close to one another, yeah. and iZombie is, the writing is so much sharper, yeah, and funnier, yeah. and, like, the, the procedurals even are more interesting, and, like, more tied into a bigger story, than, and, and I kind of, I guess, subconsciously compare the two. Even though that's, that's probably that's not fair. I think you know? I'm. I think I do that too. I think I see what you're saying. Because I, I mean, they're both like they're 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 both procedurals with like a supernatural and comedic twist. If I, I mean? were asked, I are told I can only watch one or the other, and it's my choice. I would pick I Zombie. Yeah, sure. I would. But I would well, the too. cast is just more interesting in I Zombie than it is. Right, and again, her. I think it goes back to Chloe, like Lauren Germain as uh, as Chloe in this, because she is definitely. Like, she's the main, you know, like, the lead of the show, but she has, like, the least charisma, I think. They write her as like, having no charisma. She has no Lucifer charisma. Lucifer no has fun. more chemistry with the um, the forensic scientist mm-hmm. on the show than he does with... <laughs> I'd rather have her. Like, she's the one oh, yeah, when I light her up. Her character she's awesome. is great. I she's, love her Yeah, I light up when she's in, when she's in the scene. Because she, she steals every scene she's in. I mean, she yeah. is just... She brings the focus to her on in every situation, and it's always good. Um, as, yeah, as far as letter grade for me, I mean, I, I, I'm like right there with Daryl as far as it wasn't overwhelming, it wasn't underwhelming, it just was whelming. And you know, I was gonna. Somebody's it. been watching Young Justice lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. I, so I was prepared to give it a C as well, especially because I found myself really kind of not liking that candy storyline. Mm-hmm. But because of the little M. Night Shyamalan ding-a-dong twist at the end, then I was like, oh, wait a minute. So I went ahead and I'll give it a B-. minus. Yeah, I give it, I, I'm with Daryl on this. I just give it a C. It was just kind of there. It was an episode of Lucifer. And it didn't like, you know, really throw me or anything. And there were, uh, couple things that were kind of tropey about it and then the the you know the whole candy revelation i was like okay so he did that and now what you know he really you know he learned a little bit more about what his mom was trying to do he totally alienated chloe which i guess he was trying to do but you know 
a million ways to could. It just, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me as well as, you know, some of the other episodes. So I just give it a C. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna. I, 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 if this is the kind of stuff we're gonna continue to get from from Lucifer, I can see this show not not getting another season after this. Yeah. yeah. So, well, what other shows have you talked about before? We I talked Gotham? about uh, Supergirl and Gotham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotham B, Supergirl B. Okay, that's, that's a, what we did. That's about where we were too. Across the board. Cool, yeah, there was some cool. There was some cool stuff in the Gotham and yeah. the Supergirl. There are some things that kind of dragged it down. So. Yeah. Okay, let's move to probably the most talked about episode. This uh, Faux show. Faux show. Flash. Now, before we get into like the actual show show or whatever, let's just get it out. Mm-hmm. You guys, but and I, I went back and I listened to last week's episode. You both chose Ronnie Raymond as Avatar. Right. Right. Because remember my thing. I said I don't think that they had the guts to show that. Barry would be the villain, right? Even well, though it, think, seemed, it seemed like he could be, but it didn't. Yeah, because I think Daryl said it was one or the other, but yeah. he was leaning in with Ronnie because they wouldn't dare do the other. They proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. They did prove you wrong. Savitar yeah. yeah. is the future Barry Allen. Now I'm thinking he's from a timeline, you know, not the main timeline, but like maybe Flashpoint he's timeline. Ti- he's from a timeline without love, Jim. <laughs> A timeline without plastic surgery, either. And, and without <laughs> plastic surgery, yeah, yeah. He's probably in a timeline without without love and family anymore. He's lost he's it all. cyber armor, but no plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned that I think it could be, you know, Future Barry, but I didn't think Future Barry even would be able to kill Iris, but I guess they proved me what, wrong, too. What I want to know is what was the, in the original timeline... What was the thing that broke Barry? Because I think that he became Savitar and became this this evil future Barry because of all this devastation being the Flash caused in his life. Mm-hmm. But he I've, can't be the ca- original catalyst for what caused everything because it's him. So now he's made, I think he's doing this earlier in his timeline than when it actually happened. And now has created this loop. Well, well, I wonder, what, oh, this, well, him knowing who Savitar is changes the timeline. It totally does. Even, right. even if emo Barry was lying, even if eight years in the future, emo Barry was lying to him and knew who Savitar was. None, of the, other, none yeah. of the other people knew who Savitar was. Okay. Yeah. And so, by getting in contact with with the, you know, this uh, Tracy, uh, um, I can't think. Of I can't name. remember her last name. I remember Tracy's, you know, first name, the physicist in this episode. Right. That changes the timeline. Him knowing who Savitar is changes the timeline. I mean, all these things that go on. It, but I think my theory is what changes him is crisis. That's what I was about to say when he because we see we've been seeing that future newspaper right since. Episode one, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of episode right. one, we saw that newspaper, and I think they're trying. I think he goes into crisis, and he just like is he's confronted by the multiverse and and, and everything else, and it it f's him up. Yeah, whatever, whatever when yeah, he disappears, good, yeah. that's the thing that makes him turn. Right, that fits. That fits. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I think they're going to call it back to that. That's my that's my theory anyway. Which is going to be kind of I. It's going to be hard to see how they're going to because this 
when it gets all this time wimey stuff, it kind of gets confusing. Yeah, it's like, me too. And you know what? I don't mind it usually, but this is starting to give me a headache. Because it's like <laughs> any memory he makes now, his future self instantly had this memory too. Is that is that how we're and, going with it? And by I think, knowing, no, that's the way I took it. But that but doesn't by, usually happen that quickly. Like that doesn't. No, that's not the way memory works. And, He's and, a god, Daryl. Of course, but, it works that way. It, but but like I said, the timeline has already been changed significantly, right? Significantly in a number of ways. You so, know? yeah. So they're implying he's remembering everything, all the different plans he comes up with now, right? And everything's changed. Exactly what Jim said. Everything changes because of him going into the future and learning about this woman. Instantly, the other Barry has these memories. But when you're out of time, which Savitar is out of time, being in this present, he shouldn't... The memories don't usually work that way that you just remember everything right away. You just don't. Like, you remember when Barry, even when they... Um, well, we're debating debating rules of time travel based upon... Different their rules. From I'm going by their rules. I'm not going by other well, movies. I'm yeah. going by the rule. I'm going by my thing. Always is. I will follow the rules that you set up for your show. Every show could be different. This is the rules you set up for this show. I'm going by that. Yeah. That's well, confusing. But, I mean, a bit. we we have to think about though too. Is is what exactly are the rules of? The future changing based. I mean, because we see different, a little bit different. Well, he said on that we can't we change the life. past. You can't change the past, but you can change the future. That's right. Well, you, I mean, you can interact with yourself, even though both the legends and Flash have done that. Change their own rules. Flash, right. Flash shook right. his own hand. Right. Okay, I mean that right. blew me away because the legends are like, no, you can't touch your past. Right. Oh, Same awesome. thing. Yeah. Now, but you could say, now if you do say, because my first thing is why would this Barry need the the armor? It, it's Speed Force armor. So if you say to me, it can kind of feel the changes, like everything that happens, everything they change because they're in the, because of what they learned from the future automatically it gets downloaded into the somehow that armor can kind of like feel all the changes and kind of hit him with it like kind of gives him the information faster well and i kind of get that with that i could understand that i could get that if you tell me that even though it sounds far-fetched but this is still a world where you're running in the speed force and you you know like people are flying people are shooting rays out of their eyes i'm not opposed to it yeah, I don't remember which run of Flash it was. I'm thinking it may have been the New 52 when Francis Manipole did, but I, I don't. I just remember um, him tapping into the Speed Force, you know, initially after his 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 reboot or whatever the his new origin, um, where his where he was able to tap in through his mind and think faster and thought. Everything just came to him mentally faster. So maybe with that armor being some sort of extension of the No, that's speech. always been his thing. He can think. Yeah. The Flash can think. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. But, well, I'm thinking, though, would that also be, since he's tapped into the Speed Force with that armor, would it, at least that's my assumption. I don't even know if I'm assuming right there, but it, that he's tapped in like that, wouldn't it be that those memories, just like thoughts, 
come to him in a much quicker fashion because of the Speed Force? No, because remember when he did Flashpoint, when he changed everything with Flashpoint, he didn't remember that the Pied Piper. Remember that first time he changed something before Flashpoint, where yeah. where he made a change and and then Flashpoint um, uh, Piper, the Pied Piper ter- became he never became a villain. He wound up being a, a good guy. He didn't remember yeah. that right away. Yeah. It, it was supposed yeah. to happen gradually. Remember, he says that little by little, he's forgetting what he remembered from. The differences he remembered from Flashpoint, like slowly, it's it's starting to uh, change in his head. And I I think that they that they the show the writers change their rules on time travel based upon where they're wanting to write the show because it seems like they you know not just with Flash but with the entire CW verse that they keep breaking and rewriting rules. Well, time travel is becoming... Jim talking about the not touching each other. Time travel is really becoming the flashback from, like, from Arrow. It's hurting the show for me. My enjoyment of the show. It's too much. It's too much for me. Well, I think, didn't we talk about it last time or or something that that they've announced the next season there won't be a speedster villain? Nope, that's what they said. I hope not, because it's so, because I'm really so, tuned. Not that I don't mind them, it's just that that's been every season. So it's like, can we get a change of? Well, I, I'm tired. Not only that, but I'm tired of the whole season being geared towards the one big thing. Yeah, me too. I think they should take a page out of like Daredevil season two and have smaller arcs. Break it up. Season. Yeah, break I have it like up. two or two or three really good villains. To play with, even Arrow was better when they had like Chad Coleman. Yeah, in the game yep. part of the season, mm-hmm. they got rid of him mm-hmm. and moved on to Danny Dark. You know, because you didn't have just one big bad constantly saying, you know, curses upon you and then running right. away. You know, I mean, it was a little more realistic. So. I would like a few. Like, I, it's funny because we we have in television we have gone from the one and done. Like they used to do episodes in shows where they didn't want them to connect too much. Because they wanted people to be able to watch it when it goes in syndication. They wanted them to be able to throw up an episode anytime they wanted to. Throw up any episode, and you don't have to worry about uh, previous episodes, right? Oh, yeah. And then television we, used to have the storytelling like the way Stan Lee wanted it with Marvel. You right. Know? And then they... And every then issue he, can be somebody's first issue. Just right, like right. Every episode, yeah. And then we went into the... law when, when shows like Lost had done it, and then... Um, it's it was so popular. It's almost like there's never a mixture of 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 things. There's always like let's everybody do the same thing now, and everything yeah. has to be geared towards the. I would really love to have a few issues, uh, a few episodes of Flash and Arrow and Supergirl where it could and Supergirl's done it a couple of times where it's just. It's just her fighting the the big bad of the week, which I don't mind. Like I, I'm good with the big bad of the week thing. Like Flash has gone totally away from that. But Daryl, you can have both. You can have an arc over a season. Yes, or a mix half it up. Season, mix it up. And you can have one and dones. I mean, you can have where it's a one and done, but there's also touching on the arc in it. Nothing that right. ruins it for somebody no. that's never watched the show before, but enough to keep their story 
pushing forward but that's not what it is anymore it's like what you're saying it's it's one or the other they're either killing you with one and done meaningless episodes or they're doing some story arc that my god just get to it you know Barry used to be the most fun he used to be the fun guy now he's not anymore yeah i think the um some of the same problem I had with Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. It was all angst and no no fun. Yeah, you know, all, yeah. all dark, no sunlight. Yeah, right. I think they were trying at the beginning with Doctor Alchemy and stuff at the beginning of the season to do that kind of more one and done thing. They had you know Magenta, mm-hmm. and had, you know, which I liked. All, you, know, e- e- you know, each you know, new metahuman. That the spun the out Wally from. stuff was great. I loved yeah. to see him training with Wally and Wally having a good time and. And, and getting his powers and stuff. I love that stuff. But I think that, that you know, Daryl makes a really valuable point. You know, having one big bad through the whole, you know, 22 episode season, that's a bit much. It yeah. stretches, you know, strings credulity, you know, and they usually, I mean, now we've, this is the third season in a row where a trusted member of Team Flash has turned out to be the big bad. Yeah. It's like, what? You know, and, it, right. and also a speedster, you know, yeah. and also. Yeah, you know, so I mean, they, they, the formula I think needs to be definitely like you know, like Daryl was saying, changed up next season. Right? I don't want to worry about Iris having to die. Like that, that shouldn't be my whole season. Is that they have to? She, you have to worry about saving Iris. Well, I think too for us genre show watchers, uh, you know. I think that the 10 to 13 episode seasons of a lot of different shows nowadays have spoiled us or ruined us for these 22, 23 episode season shows on networks and whatnot, because we usually, usually will get better story and better writing, better everything because it's a shorter season. They have a more budget room for things and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if the networks need to relook at that. And I'm not saying don't have 22 episode seasons of flash or, you know, whatever network show, but maybe you need to break them down into half seasons. You need to break them down into the game is changing. I mean, the WGN strike was about, one of the major things was about this. Like when you break down and have shorter seasons, it is still affects the producers and writers involved because it takes them off the board from doing other projects and they're not getting compensated when they do the shorter episodes. They've worked that out now. And it, right. and now like, for example, some of the, 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 the Hulu show, cause they're going to do some of the Marvel stuff on Hulu. That's only 10 episodes. And they're going to do a, t- a eight episode show for the Inhumans, and then they're going to do the like, Def- Defenders is only eight episodes. It's only eight episodes, so they're they're yeah. changing that. To, to and I wonder, and I hope not only I wonder, but I hope that DC can that uh, Warner Brothers kind of looks at that this model and kind of thinks, well, maybe we could, you know, kind of change up as well and not have. Well, such yeah, a long, but I. Isn't it kind of just a network thing? I mean, I know CW is not a major network, but isn't it kind of just a network television thing to have those long seasons? That's how they sell their advertising and all. It I mean, is for them, but you but you get but you're adding more shows to the network. So the more shows you true. keep adding, yeah. you could fit that in there if you kind of shorten it. You know, like if you kind of shorten some of these seasons, or make it a two point five, like you, uh, you know, like. Half of, of, of Flash is broken down into like arcs, like four arcs here, 
five arcs of, of, of a show and then another five arcs of the show and then they stop. And then that's one part of the season and then you go on, uh, let some time pass and then you come back and then you do another five and five. But you break it up, like you ended that storyline. You don't continue it after that arc. It's a new storyline. There's new enemies. There's new stuff coming. Right. And instead of building it towards the whole thing, has to be built towards one, one thing well, happening. Well, it, it's kind of like how uh, comic books have become writing for the graphic novels. I mean, pretty mm-hmm. much everything is in six episode chunks. I like the sci-fi know? method of how they did Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, that, they to me used to is, do that? Oh I, yeah, I used to like that. I, uh, I also like the uh, the way AMC breaks up like The Walking Dead. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's yeah. ostensibly one sixteen episode season, mm-hmm. but it's actually two eight episode seasons. That's what I like. And by and by breaking up and having it different times of the year, you don't get like you know bored and tired with it. Exactly, a, it kind of gives it a little bit of specialness. And if you want to do a rewatch, it's pretty easy to do. Right, right. The time and stuff. So. Yeah. But, uh, and then we never got to, ah, oh, man, I, like, Wally goes off to see Jesse, right? I want that episode. Yeah, what'd they, what'd they do on Earth 3? Yeah, I'm I want to see that. that. I'm hoping they cover that in an episode, you know, like. That'd be great. I ain't many episodes left. I mean, they ain't got time no, left. Even if it's next season, season, I mean, just. It'd be nice to see them go back, you know. Just do an episode with Kid Flash and Jesse Quick on Earth three, mm-hmm. and and somehow it ties to some new episode for next season, right? You know, or you know, do that next season. You know, it's like uh, the first one of the first few episodes. You know, like because I mean, there's going to be some sort of new status quo at the end of this season. Gotta right? be. I mean, it's gotta be. be. I mean, the way things are going, there's no way around it. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, if they kill Joey Riot, oh, I got a problem. I got a bigger problem. You take Joe Joe. off the board, that's a problem. Like, you don't You have to hold me back. You have to hold me back. You have to hold my purse. Listen, take, take, uh, Harry Potter boy out. Like, I don't care about Harry Potter boy. I'm sorry. You can try to throw him in as many things as you want to. It's not, I'm not. I actually enjoy his character now. He's a little, he's a little better now that he's He's a little better, but if you got to pick one. Without him, I'm fine. If he went. If you got to pick, like, like, like Joe. Joe is a foundation. You know, yeah, Joe is a, a foundation. And I don't if think I, they should have ever killed his father, father off either. If I had to pick one, I'm still it, upset about that. Yeah, if uh, if I had to pick one, it'd be either um, uh, uh, who would just say, oh, uh, 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 Harry Potter boy, as you yeah. said, Julian, yeah. or uh, HR. Yeah, I could lose take, HR take too. HR. Take I HR. Could, I could mm-hmm. lose HR, man. He doesn't really. He's it was funny sometimes. though because this episode, as soon as there's a new lady on the scene, oh man, HR is all up in it. He called dibs. <laughs> he called dibs. He basically. Said, I really enjoy the HR character though. I really. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's fine, team. but but we can get another version of Wells from another one of the fifty-two. You know, I re- I really did. I like the scientist Wells more. I do. I I I miss. Oh, the, I do too. I miss yeah, the but this one's I like, the, I like the Earth Two Wells. I think because he's kind of a curmudgeon. Yes, but really yeah. smart and like kind of like yeah, stop bothering me, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but here, go save the world with this. You know, stop bothering me. I'm working. That's yeah. the one I kind of liked. I think that that was yeah. a good medium where he could be funny at times, but. He's also, uh, you know, like he also brings in the light, and he's the maturity that that Barry needs too. Sometimes, 
But like the fun stuff with HR, like where we had the whole Cisco and him, Cerno de Bergiac, uh, you know, telling him what to say in response to all the scientific garbled to him. I mean, that was pretty right. fun. It I like how every every single time he walked up to Tracy, he had coffee for both of them. Right, and a special right. coffee too, because he gets the special coffee. You coffee know. treats. That's right. It's not. It's off the menu like she likes. You know, I, I don't know. I I could. Um, Flash is my favorite show, but it's not hitting on all cylinders of the season. It, it, I like, agree. It, it's my, I really like it too, and I wish I liked it more this season than I do. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my. There have been some really cool episodes and some cool things, but like, it's taking a long time to go where it's going, and it's kind of the same place that it's been. So, like, right. I like they're setting up. Like you have so much there, like. Why not do an all Wally episode? Why not do an all Caitlin episode? It might Cisco? be cool to do a, do another off the wall two parter like the Gorilla City. Two-parter. Yeah, like like oh, why yeah. not? You have like you have this world you set up, and it's almost like the writers are so geared towards we got to do this big thing. Like we have to fit everything into this big. Uh, storyline, you know, we have to have this ongoing thing and we have to fit everything into the storyline that they miss out on a lot of fun opportunities they could have done. Yeah. Imagine going on, going on a date with Cisco and Gypsy as they go hopping yes. to Austin and Earth like, on their date. Awesome. You know? There's so much you could do. Like, you have built, I don't think they trust how much. Uh, uh, real estate they've 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 built with these characters where we like Cisco, we like Caitlin, we you know like you built this, we love Joe, like have Joe. I could even go with a Joe uh uh episode where this is the day in the day in the life of Joe, like like as a cop, you know like and having to deal with metas and stuff, and you can have him have to work with his son, um a Wally for something, and you have to work with uh. Cisco a little bit and he has to or have it like a ride along like like someone has to ride along and they want to like um, videotape it like have a little fun episode where they want to videotape it like cops like it's an episode of cops and how would that be in 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 a world of metas right right but right. it's just so like it's just you can do like little things with this like you could have there was some, there was an episode of the Tick animated series actually that did that yeah and it was they a good just follow it around that yeah, was a good episode. episode so I would like you could do that you can have again a Jesse Wally hanging out on their world you know doing you know hanging out and stuff and HR could be you know and HD Wells could be there being the curmudgeon that he is mm-hmm. uh, and them running out and fighting uh, a villain of the day. And and have a villain that we haven't seen yet, and have them it's fight. On that Earth, it's on Earth two or three. Yeah, it's really yeah. goofy. You know? Something goofy, and then and then again, you could have a, a and we and again like Caitlyn, yeah. man. I like I've not seen enough. Caitlyn has just been background noise. Yeah, although this yeah. episode, I really, I, I don't know, man. It seems like Danielle Pennebaker is really like going. All, all in on the villain thing when she's playing Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, as kind of one note and, and whatever, as Kaylin can be sometimes, uh, Killer Frost is, is not. <laughs> well, I've also wondered if they've kind of downplayed her character this season a lot be, and, and been, like you said, Daryl, just background. 
to kind of make us care a little less about her so that when she becomes Killer Frost, they mm-hmm. can keep her that way for a while. Because she is much, even though I really would rather have Caitlyn than Killer Frost, right. she is much more interesting as Killer Frost. No, she is a fun villain. I can't, I'm not saying she's not a fun villain, but I do uh, miss, but I, uh, it's not the same thing with Barbara in Gotham. Like, I didn't like Barbara right. at all the way they wrote her in the beginning. And then no. when she became the bad girl, she became a lot more interesting, right? Oh, totally. I, I liked Caitlyn in the beginning. It's just, now it's, it's, I do like Killer Frost, but I do miss, I would, kind of would like to have both, like there be a Killer Frost out there, but we still have Caitlyn. Uh, you know, on the team, I kind of miss that. I, mean, I kind of <laughs> let's do what they did with Black Canary on that. Yeah, Arrow. split him. Let's be one that has the exact same superpower, but yeah. no explanation, no explanation whatsoever. Right, right. Don't don't say it. Just have her out there running around yeah, doing that. Just showing. Her, oh, hey, that looks like Killer Frost. Anyway, okay. yeah. Um, Barry Cisco and HR go to Tracy to help her or to seek her help in making a trap for Savitar. Killer Frost is there and tries to kill Tracy, but she's stopped before she escapes uh, with her. Uh, Tracy goes to Star Lab, and Team Flash shows her the future and Barry's identity. And mm-hmm. is there anyone who doesn't know he's the Flash? No. It's like, <laughs> no. We were talking about this before, Chubb, but who, who knows, who knows whose uh, secret identity is less useful, Supergirls or the Flashes? Right. Do more people know a Supergirl secret identity or, or Barry Allen's? I don't know. It's getting away. They're both the same with their identities. Well, I think I think technically, though, even though we don't see it, it would be Supergirl because there's an entire DEO of agents that know That's who she true. is. That's true. But, yeah, our, it's like, you know, trying to decide whose hideout gets broken in more to uh, Star right. Labs or the Arrow Cave, you know. Yeah. Um, Killer Frost... Uh, Decides to kidnap Cecile. <gasps> Damn Cecile. you! And demand Tracy in exchange. But Killer Frost plan fails after a battle between her and Cisco. And we have this thing with Cisco is kind of afraid to fight her because he's had that vision mm-hmm. of his hands being frozen off. I mean, that would scare the hell out of me. Right? Yeah, I'd be sure. Um, I'd be a little they, sure. Yeah, but he takes her down with his power. He's able to overpower her with his vibitude, and uh, she's uh, defeated. And then whisked away by Savitar. Uh, but Cisco's able to draw some of her blood that Julian could potentially make a cure for her powers. Right. Which is cool. Uh, Tracy's kind of inspired by, by what's going on. She plans to build a trap for Savitar. And then uh, Barry figures out who Savitar is and runs outside the city to confront him. And then Savitar confirms Barry's new assumption and reveals himself to be a future version of Barry Allen. Yeah, he always figures things out when he gets home. Right. And then, um, yeah, that one scene where he has, like, all the, the reverberating voices in his head, you know, I am the future Flash. Uh-huh. Um, meanwhile, Joe admits his love to Cecile. He better. And also, and also tells her that Barry and Wally are, you know, flashing people. Don't you lose that girl. That woman is, of course. Yeah. That woman is and, great. Uh, HR develops some feelings for Tracy. As well, well, that's kind of obvious. Kind of jumped on that pretty quick. I mean, that was that 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 was surprising to no one. Yeah. Hey, she's cute. Why not? I like her character. Seems. I like her character. Nice enough. enough. It almost seems like with Kate with Kaylin out as Killer Frost, they need a smart lady on the purse. (laughs) Kind of. 
Yeah, I kind of liked this episode. It was cool. It had some good superhero fights in it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a nice advancement in the story. The reveal, of course, of Barry Allen was really cool. I know a lot of people have been pooping on Flash because of some of the tropes it seems to lean on and that was this formula or whatever. But I still like it. Like you said, Daryl, it's my favorite. Still my favorite. Still my favorite of the CW -hmm. shows. And, uh, you know, yeah. I just wish I just wish I liked it more than I do. I still like it though. Exactly. I wish I liked it more. That that's kind of my where I'm at with it. Is I totally wish that I had dug it a lot more. I agree. So I give this like an A minus to a B plus. Yeah, I'm right there too. I'd say B plus. Yeah, I give it a B. It's a B minus for me because because uh, I'm still just re- I want this Avatar thing to be done. I really do. I just, I just want to yeah. sit down and move on to the next thing. Me too. I'm ready to. Like I said, the 22 episode season is none. You know, no mas, no mas, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Arrow. Dun, 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 dun. Mr. Arrow, to you. Uh, episode 20. Mm-hmm. Husbands are hypocrites. That's what they should name was, it. Husbands and boyfriends are hypocrites. Fun. Well, no, I was gonna say. The return of Olicity. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. But it's no, funny how not Olicity. Don't bring back. I know. Olicity. I didn't want that. Please man. don't do that. No. I didn't want it. I didn't so want uncomfortable it. watching those scenes of him doing that to my woman. <laughs> we you, listen. You you've gotten the season. So Stephen, Stephen Amell is your woman. You got the. Wow. It's a deeper conversation. You know, I, I always thought Stephen Amell would be. Never mind. Um. <laughs> Chase triggers an EMP in the Arrow Cave, and of course, it deactivates all the equipment because nobody could put in a manual door anywhere. Uh, yeah, who doesn't put in a, a failsafe for if you lost anyway. all if you if you did get hit with something and you lost all or power? Right. Who doesn't put in the redundancy for something like that where you would be able to get in and out another way? Yeah. It strands, it strands Oliver and Felicity alone in the Arrow Cave. Now, anyway. doesn't it seem like everyone breaks into the cave, right? Yeah, but they can't break out. All of a sudden, it's difficult. This is the first episode where it's actually difficult to get in and out of the cave. Uh, I know, this whole episode, is just, I, I was just like... And not then, to mention, there is no way that Cisco is going to design something and not have a back door somewhere. Right. Always. Exactly. Or an escape hatch or Always. something. Yeah. And like, you know, because I mean, how many times has Star Labs been overrun? You know, I mean, he right, would know. Right. He would totally know. Um, so tra- Chase triggers the EMP and then disappears. That was the other thing, too. I'm like, you trigger an EMP. One of them can't walk. The other one is blind in a dark room. Yeah, just kill them. Just kill them. You've been trying to kill them this whole time. Yeah, like, wh- why would you oh. not finish them off? Like, I just yeah. didn't, I didn't get it. It's like the Dr. Evil thing. I'm going to leave you here alone in this death trap room. <laughs> but just, you know, Scott Evil's like, well, just kill him. Here, you can borrow my gun. Right. No, you don't understand. <laughs> All right. Be right back. Uh, Curtis learns about the attack. They let Renee and Dinah know. Um, Diggle and Lila are kind of having some words about uh, the uh, the ethics and thereof of uh, being a vigilante with a helmet versus being a leader of Argus. Um, 
But they put their agree to put their problems aside and they hear about Oliver and Felicity said to help. Um, the team realizes that after a period of time, a backup general will activate and they'll ignite methane gas that's leaking into the base. Why do they have so much methane gas around down there? That's what I was trying to figure that out too. I'm like, what are they using the methane gas for? I don't know. I mean, is that, I, I, I was just, I, I can't figure it out. I'm like, what is inside the arrow cave that uses methane gas? I don't know. Unless they're, are they powering the motorcycle with it, maybe, but then it would have to be like some kind of conversion deal and it'd be way too much. I don't know. It'd be way much more work than just putting gas gas in it. So I don't know why they had a bunch of methane sitting around. Maybe they're, maybe they're harvesting you know, something. I don't know. Um, Oliver tries to find a way out, but as injured, he falls down an elevator shaft onto a big bolt. And then uh, eventually, Diggle is lowered down an access shaft by the others, and with their help, he pulls up Oliver and Felicity. That was crazy. That was the best scene of the entire show. I agree. That was awesome. That had me, even though you, even though in my head I know they're not killing them off. But it's still the way they shot it made me worry. Like I actually got when Felicity yeah. fell down, like when she slid down a little bit, she was like, "Just let me go, let me go." And he said, "You know," and he, he was like, "Oh no!" He's like, "I'm not letting my baby go." And then he then he slowly lifted her up. I almost could believe he in in a real life situation he could do that because watching him. Like, he's good at promoting the show, too. Watching him work, his work ethic in in terms of staying in shape and stuff, he, I mean, he works out like a mofo. Like, he does exercises that are ridiculous. He doesn't just do push-ups. He does push-ups while other people do push-ups on top of him. Like, that's his thing. So seeing him do what he did, it was like I almost I could actually believe he he could pull that off in real life if he had to if that was his wife and he needed right. to pull her up I could see him do it I yeah, yeah totally I didn't question that I didn't question that I mean the only thing that was going through my mind was kind of similar was I thought is Emily Bett Rickards leaving the show because I was like is this are they killing her off because it kind of felt it a couple it did it kind of it did that they it were gonna like, they were gonna get rid of her so yeah but, a little bit it did have that I did worry a little bit that that was going down that route that route what worried me about this what I didn't like about this episode was the twenty minutes of you didn't trust me you didn't right. back my play right. oh, no God, I did yes. back your play but I didn't trust you because I was trying to protect you and not you become me because me. I suck. But you, you, I'm a big person. I can make my own decisions. Oh, I can trusted you, but I trusted you enough to trust me and trust you. At next arrow season, explode! I'm just shut the hell can up. Can we have when? Can we have a quick segment of things I I hope to never hear uh, in the next season of Arrow? And one of the things for me is I don't want you to become me. I don't. Have, I don't want to hear that again. I don't want to ever hear the phrase. I was trying to protect you from yourself. I'm with you on that. Don't or worry. I'm trying to save your from your sa- right. save your soul. What, what about you, Chubb? What do you want to hear? Give give me a the, good one. Give me a good the, one. The term T spheres. Oh come on! I don't mind the T spheres. I don't mind oh. that. That just started. Just... But yeah, the whole elicity stuff and the yeah. flashbacks, yeah. and then the kind of 
the hinting to the illicity stuff and the thing, and I'm just like, him like in the I ki- can't trust you, and I, I'm trying to keep you from becoming me, and like, killing, you that thing. Another thing, if I hear... You kill people, and then the stuff with Lila and Diggle yeah. is the same thing. It's like, you kill people all the time. Well, I don't lock them up in Guantanamo. Yeah, but you dust them all the time wearing a helmet as a vigilante. Oh, I, mean, I loved, I loved his wife. When his wife said to, to dig... Yeah, his, oh, she put him in his place. I love yeah. how she did that, because she was so right, because I thought the same thing. I'm like, Dig, Diggle, you are mad at her because she set up... You had an island where you put people in prison on an island. Remember that? Remember that was okay? You were putting people in. You didn't have an organization until Argus took over the island prison. So you just had people sitting there on an island when he decides to go back and forth. And and you can't eat and drink. Like, that's not legal. Like, that's nowhere near legal. You were cool with that. Yeah, he's he's being morally indignant about her. Yeah, and then you kill people. You and him have been killing people all over town for years. (laughs) That's okay. Like, all that's okay. Wearing a stupid-ass helmet. Wearing a stupid-ass helmet. That's fine. You killed your own brother, and she supported you. She didn't even, she didn't even blink when you said you killed your brother. She supported everything about it. She sat there, she supported you, she, she, she backed you. Up, she never made you feel like you were wrong. You went to prison for shit you didn't even do. She still supported you. She trusted you when you. She trusted the. She trusted Oliver. She trusted her, him. Like she backed you for everything. You're mad because she, because she's running an organization where they have to do certain things, right? This, this is a secret organization. It's like it's more secret than the CIA, right? And you're pissed because they, they put criminals, not good people, criminals, killers, in, in, in holding cells? Like, really dig? Like, how you get on, you, you don't have a high horse to sit on. There's no high horse for you. Like, you really have to get over your crap. Like, I really love when she said, listen, you, you gonna, I know you ain't coming at me. You trust Oliver with everything. You let him do whatever he wants to do and you trust him without even question. I'm your, she's like, F that boy, you know, brotherhood shit. I'm your wife. Like, you supposed to, you should, if anything. And and, and that thing at the end where she, at the end where she's kind of like, she does the apology without apologizing. It's like, that's totally what wives do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I ain't apologizing, but we're going to work this out. I would, I would we'll understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to smack him in the head. I did. I wanted, that's, the first, that's really one of the first times I wanted to, to say to Dig, I wanted to smack Dig in the head. Your wife's not wrong. You're wrong, bro. I'm just done with Felicity. You know, the whole, the whole hooking them up. I'm done. Like when he said, oh, no. I don't. Stop hooking them up. Even in flashbacks like this time, I don't. They they don't need to be hooked up. You've no, done that a no, couple of times now. No. It doesn't work. And you we're make done. Her dumb. Could you make her yeah. dumb when she falls in love with him? And well, the whole thing of most well, interesting. Like, duh, we all know you liked killing. Like, why is that a big thing? You like killing bad guys. No shit. And. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> and, and the sky is blue, and the clouds are in the sky, right. and like, okay, so what is the big revelation? Like, it's it's just enough already with the I can't be Green Arrow because I kill, or people get hurt, 
mm-hmm. and they're around me. Because you you fight people with guns. Guess who gets hurt quicker? People who go after people who shoot people. Happens all the time. If you were a cop, you would be around people that get hurt. Are you going to walk around then and always say that? Like, I can't be a cop anymore because people shoot at me when I'm a cop. Like, really? Like, that's that's just the, the, the life you wanted. That's the life they chose. No, you made no one pick to be on this team. Everybody chose to be on the team. I get tired of him going back and forth with the, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. Like, enough already. Yeah, it's You've a done this record. already. It's a broken freaking record. Own up to being an arrow. Own up to you like killing bad guys. Own up to it. People get hurt when they... Vigilantes get hurt. No shit. Like, own up to it and move on. Like, I don't want to hear that again next season. I don't want to hear anything about you got to quit. You feel like you're going to quit. You can't do this anymore. I don't want to hear none of that next season. I'm that I'm over it. I'm totally over it. I'm totally over that shit. Me too. That's why I give this episode a D. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Too, yeah. much, too much CW, too much Hobo City. Just couldn't... All that dumb stuff. Don't so. need it. Don't need it. Especially when it's like supposed to be coming to the climax of this whole... I mean, there are only three episodes left. You know, we're supposed to be coming to the climax of the stuff with Chase. Mm-hmm. And then the last uh, scene where he tracks down Oliver's son, William. Right. So, yeah, we saw that coming about, like, what, last episode? Of course he's going after your kid. Like, if anything, it's He dumb. showed you the picture of his kid he when he was yeah, locked up, man. He knows. You know that he knows. The dumbest thing for me is, why do you not have people watching the kid? That's exactly. the first place you should have went. Yeah, is... Exactly. I'm like, are you kidding me? He didn't have any contingencies set for if any of his enemies ever went after him. I mean, come on. I'm going to get my kid. I'm not going to... Listen, like when he ran off and you couldn't find him, I'm going to get my kid. The hell with all the other shit. I'm going to get my kid. I'm going to get the mom and the kid and we're and get them to another place. We're going to we're gonna send them to another spot. And you got Argus working with you, right? I mean, what's, what, what are you doing? Like, Oliver, what are you doing? What, that should have been your first priority. Is yeah. to do that stuff. Like, it, that, that's a very dumb thing to do. You're so, with all this other bullshit of, I, I, uh, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. This is your fault. Now, this is something you can claim to be your fault. You got a dude that's coming after you, and they're going after the people you love. He showed you the picture of your kid. That's the first person you call. Is You, you call that mother, and you tell her what's going on. It should totally trigger you to, yeah, to, to find some protection. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, Oliver, like he does some like, and this is another show that I don't love it as much as The Flash, but I still do like this show because I like him. I oh, like yeah. the characters in this show. It's just that sometimes they just write them in such a dumb way. Well, and it's just like with what with Flash, it's they seem to be writing in circles, yeah. and yeah. it's like, come on, let's let's break. Let's break out of this a little bit. Yeah, they, and they have some. They have some genius writers on all of these shows. I mean, there are some that really stick out. You know, just looking at the credits of the different shows. So, you know, I just wonder if they need to 
really look at uh, their writing staff. I, maybe it's time to make some really serious this, changes. This season started out so strong too, with like his new Tamara yeah. 2.0 and it his did. little like out, group totally of outsiders, did. and there's some really strong episodes using that. It just kind of Again, you know, the, I, we get these filler episodes, and it just kind of it takes away you know, all the the steam out of your main story because you have to deal with all this bogged down CW crap. Well, we got a great it's back to the discussion we just had about our right. twenty two episode seasons just too long. Right, right. And you got a great new character that you just added. Like she's wonderful. I I love her on this on this show. Like yeah, she's cool. Use that character like you got her. Use her, man. Like the you, you can. It was funny her. because she gave Diggle a Diggle talk. She did. She gave, talk. Yep. gave Diggle yep. a Diggle talk. She gave Diggle a Diggle talk. She gave a Diggle. Yeah, let me tell you about my partner. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh, she's giving him the Diggle talk. That's so cool. <laughs> well, remember I was saying that they seemed like they had good chemistry in the car. Remember when he beat up a dude yeah, and yeah. got the car? She was, he was all bad and salty, and she was, you know, yeah. like, just kind of making fun of him. That she kind of calls him out on his shit a little bit, and I like it. Right. Like, when they pout, when they do the pout thing, she kind of, you know, she kind of hits him with, uh, there's, there's a, there's a way that women, when we, when we're a little too salty, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a woman who has a way of just coming in and kind of, Kind of making us look at it and be like, it's not really that serious. Like, you, right. it's a little too much. You, you're doing, you, you, you're acting up a little too much for this. Get over it. Drop, drop it down about twenty percent. Yeah, drop that. it down by twenty percent. <laughs> Go take a shot of your liquor. You know, and do your little thing where you boys drink at the table. Do your little drink, and then go home to your wife and stop. <laughs> you know, like get over it. Get over yourself. I like that she's that kind of person because she did that with Oliver too. Like she kind of hit him over the head with something like. It ain't always about you, okay? Relax yourself a little bit. Right. So she's that good kind of... You know what? I like a little less Curtis and a little bit more of her. Because Curtis, yeah. Curtis, they've been using Curtis a little too much. Yeah. Curtis be a little bit more quiet and put her a little bit more into the into the show. Yeah, I think they're trying to make Curtis more like the Cisco of the show. And he's not. And he's not quite. He doesn't have that. He's not as charismatic as Carlos Valdez. No, so. he's not. So, so and calm that down. Yeah, yeah. Calm he's throwing down. his balls, throwing his balls around. Nobody wants to see all that. the time. Throws the balls around all twenty four seven. Okay, as I mentioned, the last uh, outgoing of the last episode, uh, we recorded an entire uh, recap of the episodes of I Zombie so yes. far, uh, episodes one through four. Mm-hmm. Did we record it? Well, well, we didn't. Well, it was, was recorded. We thought it was recorded. Right. Right. There was a theoretical recording, but it was not there in the, the final analysis, as uh, as we say. Uh, here's the iZombie episodes that we missed since we were on break and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one episode was called Heaven, just got a little bit smoother. Um, Vivian sets up, uh, you know, Fillmore Graves. The, uh, like military company is kind of like the, uh, zombie version of Blackwater, mm-hmm. you know? Just yeah. send their zombie soldiers around. And, um, her military team, uh, bombs the entire Max Ranger building. Damn. To destroy the evidence of the zombie outbreak. Right. I'm trying to really cover that up. Um, Don E allies with Blaine's father. And they open up a place together. Um, Liv and Major, Major and Clive visit Vivian and she tells them that most of, 
their company's employees are zombies and they're undergoing military training, uh, not only to be used as soldiers, but to defend themselves. Uh, you know, Discovery Day, as she calls it, D-Day, when the humans find out about zombies. Gave it kind of a very True Blood vibe to me, you know, the whole yeah, kind a little of bit. them coming out and the prejudice and whatnot. Right, well, plus she had kind of an inevitability, like she figured it was inevitable, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Ravi shows Clyde the experiments he's been conducting to restore the memory lost from the zombie cure. And then there's a, uh, on a radio show, Billy, one of the security guards in Max Rager, is there during the outbreak, announces live that he saw zombies eating people. And then Major ends up getting a job at Fillmore Graves, because he can't get a job anywhere else as no. a zombie. The Max Ranger killer. Right. And then uh, Dr. Cups, <laughs> Robbie's old boss, uh, examines the body found in Max Rager's. And Liv and Ravi go to a murder scene to find Clive devastated. He knew the murder victims. They were a family of zombies. Mm-hmm. And this becomes like an overarching story uh, thread through the next few episodes. They include, this is where Liv and Clive realize that some of the you know, humans know about the existence of zombies and are you know, singling them out for attack. That was the first yeah. episode. So that kind of set up the, the, the story hook that goes all the way through this latest episode, which was hilarious, the Dominatrix episode. Oh, man. Best um, one of the seasons so far. I thought it, it, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Um, episode two was called "Zombie Knows Best," and uh, Liv and Major eat the brains of a guy named Stan <laughs> and his daughter Cindy. Very funny. Uh, Liv was acting like a forty-year-old, and Major is acting like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, very, very funny episode. Just the whole scene, the debate of which chili he should eat. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. I think that was my favorite scene of the whole episode. It was just so the there. selfies were funny too. Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The selfies, oh, yeah. The yeah. selfies were pretty funny. <laughs> and Clive's look on his face, like Clive's face Clive expression. Clive is the best is, straight man. He's the yes, best straight man on the show. He just constantly has that that deadpan expression, like yeah. okay. But when his <laughs> eyes his eyes go, like when he has a look in his eyes, it's like what? Okay, all right, all right. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy the the uh, woke Clive that knows about the zombies and knows about Liv now and everything. But part of me misses the old him not knowing what's going on and the facial expressions he made then. Although the new ones are just as entertaining, but still. Oh, I love, I, I like Clive knowing, because, uh, being down with it. They still are able to keep him... The things that made him very funny on the show, right? It's still there. Like it's, it's yeah, not, it's not. It gone. didn't take it. It didn't take away from it at all. Exactly. Um, Major has a vision of Cindy showing something from a girl named Winslow on her phone to her father, and then he tells her to take it to the police. So um, Clive, Major, and Liv investigate Winslow's mom and stepfather, and uh, Liv has a vision of Cindy's phone. Which shows Winslow having illegal relations with her stepfather, you. What? Uh, yeah. An app designed for parents to keep track of their child's phone calls and texts is pulled up on Winslow's phone, and the subscriber is Winslow's mother, and she confesses to the crime and is arrested. Uh, Winslow's stepfather is arrested for statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kavanaugh interviews Clive about the murder of Wally and his family. Clive is revealed to have been a neighbor of Wally's family previously. Uh, Clive arrested Wally's abusive father and took him to jail. Uh, Wally's mother, Anna, thanked him, and a few days later asked him to babysit Wally for a few hours. 
And when Wally's father was about to be released from prison, Anna decided to take Wally to her brother's house to live with him as she didn't feel safe anymore. She left, while Clive, she left while Clive was out on a two-week case, and he did not get to say goodbye. No. Yeah, Sad. I really like the storytelling in this episode, yes. or the way they did it, how yeah. that entire interview went throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But right. Different way never, to move the show. It was a different vibe, it, a different way. Yeah, it was, it, it's not something that's, you know, new. It's been done in other shows before, but it, it just the way it nuanced into... I zombie was mm-hmm. it was very cool very well, cool plus plus cool. the way i mean you hear i mean he says earlier oh i know that family you know i right. knew that family right, or whatever. right and then you find out yeah he really knew that family i mean he this is like you know it kind of it's great that they fill in that backstory in such a good satisfying way and still tied into everything else right yeah and i mean i wasn't entirely sure but it gave me the impression that i mean him and the boy's mother were a thing or yeah. did I? Well, it get... was, they never got a chance to go that far. Like they were right. going towards it being a thing. Right. And it just, it could have that's, been a thing. that's what made it tra- so tragic also is that they. It could, never got to be a thing. It yeah. never got a chance to be a thing, man. It was just like, just taken away. Like that whole. <sighs> it was, it, it, that's what made it so tragic. But when it got to the end and you just see Clyde's face. It's like right. it really again. This actor, he he's really good at um, being the stoic character. But when it's time to show emotion, he's great at showing it when he needs to. And and when it got to the end, and you just see him like just thinking about it, that regret of losing him because you care. Like just in that one episode, it made you care about her and that and the boy. Um, so that. Them being gone, you see how much pain that that caused them. Right. So yep. it's it's sad. Like and and it, and it also put it on, on. It also added to the how irrational this thing is going to be. You know, of hating zombies. Zombies are not even the villains in this. It's the humans that are the villains in their reaction to uh, to the zombies. Just, most of the time, it's just regular people, and and. To see them just so it it is very political though you could you could tell just how political it is it is you know like yeah. there's a lot of right. touch tones on immigration like you know like there's there's, there's that and, and 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 people of color or 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 anybody that's in a group that uh, it that is not liked you know like they they really it really this is really going it's not heavy handed but it's there. The vibes are there, like the hate radio right. now with the zombies. Well, that yep. guy, to the guy, the baseball cap guy, whose brother was killed in that Max Rager mm-hmm. or whatever, who was like in the last episode and the one before, the one who owns the gun range. You right. Know? This is very much like Trump's America, you know, like, oh, you're fooling yourself. You're the part of the solution, the part mm-hmm. of the problem, you know, yeah. that kind of talk. Yeah. You know? Although, it, when we got to it, I wanted to ask the question, but since you brought him up now, um, he makes a statement about you can't mur- commit murder or something against something that's already right. dead. They're not human. So, I mean, I wonder, legally, would that stand up? I mean... That's a real what? thing. That's that's a problem. Yeah, that's yeah, a real yeah, legal yeah. problem right now. Is that zom- If you do... If this thing gets out about zombies, 
it, legally they aren't alive. So what? So what happens well, now? Like, but they're still, they, you know, they still have their consciousness and stuff. When does a person cease being a person? That's the thing. We don't know. That's the thing that we would have right. to be discussed in court because. Um, now, I mean, if it were like Walking Dead zombification, they're obviously not that person. Their no, consciousness is no. gone. But in the case of iZombie Universe, they get to that stage like yeah. in Walking Dead, but it's only after so long of being without sustenance, brains, or whatever, you know? So right. at what point does a person cease to become a person? If it's a point treat, where... It's they, almost like they, HRV. It's almost like how they treated people who were getting AIDS back when they when it was first right. coming out, yeah. where they wanted to put them, isolate them from the world. I mean, there was talk of this, like rounding people up. There was actual talk of this. And, and putting them... In, in some type of isolation to keep the keep it from the epidemic from from spreading, and that's kind of what they're getting into with this. Like, that's a valid. That's a, that's a, I mean, it's it's a valid response, though. Right. You know, like, what if a kid that has it, you know, accidentally scratches another kid in school? It's it's. You know, it's it's like, what if someone with blood, you know, that could infect another person? You don't know. Like with them, you it's, do know. This is this it's is, it's funny. Right. It's like we um, on nothing's on. We talk about that show APB, right? Yeah, you know, that yeah, that billionaire takes over the police force mm-hmm. in that one prison or whatever. And like we keep saying that that could be an interesting show if they really went for it and like really thought of the ramifications of what would happen if right. somebody actually tried to do that, you know, the public outcry, the mm-hmm. backlash, you know, yeah. what about, you know, c- uh, you know, crimes committed in ju- other jurisdictions that come over there, you know, all these different things they could really go for. And in this show, they really do go for it. They think it through like, okay, right. if you knew about zombies, well, I mean, you, you could mobilize them as, you know, soldiers for hire. That'd be a great idea, you know? Um, it's just, you know, they really think the, the concept through, like you said, like true blood, uh, Daryl, they kind of like it's really true. like imagine a world, you know, that was, uh, um, you know, and how it would be affected by such. A yeah. Thing. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Uh, re, uh, episode three was called eat, pray, live, uh, majors getting used to training there and, uh, uh graves and the, the lunches that are being offered. <laughs> The, uh, I really like, my personal favorite is the Capri Sun. Yeah. Uh, like, like, Gogurt, uh, brain version yeah. that they, they had. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, after he fails several exercises and he becomes friends with a man who used to be a DJ. Um, me, meanwhile, Liv eats the brains of a mindfulness instructor and channels his Zen personality. Uh, as Clive and Liv investigate his death, Liv proves to be less than useful due to her lack of visions. Uh, Major invites his new friend over for dinner, but he has a coughing fit. Uh, Blaine settles into a new job as a lounge singer and spends some time with Peyton. And then meanwhile, Blaine's... Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't stay away. He ended up getting that. Yeah, I know. Next episode, actually. Spoilers. Uh, Blaine's father and Donnie have set up their new business, the Scratching Post. Mm -hmm. Two on the nose. Lame name. Extremely lame name. Not as good as Meet Cute uh, at all. That was a good name. Yeah, see? Uh, Robbie tries to convince Blaine to try the memory serum he's been working on, and Blaine agrees to take it to help Major. 
Um, Clive and Liv interrogated an old friend of the mindfulness instructor and accused him of being the killer, thanks to Clive's detective skills rather than Liv's visions. Again, Clive steps up. And uh, when, later when Peyton confronts him, Ravi admits his feelings for her, which is convenient considering he has Mrs. Cups or Miss Cups in his bed at Dummy. the same time. Dummy, don't take him home. I know he like he admits their feelings for her, and then right. they go, they break, you know, they go away different places. She comes back, and he's already in the arms of Miss Cups. Dummy. Yeah, but come on, Peyton. Everybody has to get a little bit bounce back booty. I said, you get your bounce back booty, but you do it in a hotel. You don't do it in exactly. right, and you don't do it the same like right like twenty minutes later. You just told the girl you loved her, right? You don't just you told don't. her. At least wait twenty four hours to see if she answers, and then she don't get back to you. Then you go and do some back back. Yeah, man, you can't. Uh, twenty minutes later, come on, God that's Peyton. Man. That's Peyton, man. Give her come a minute. On. Give her a minute. Yeah. Think about it. Give her a minute. Yeah. Um, then you cheat yourself. The next episode is called Wag the Tongue Slowly. And Liv eats the brains of an office gossip. This was a pretty decent episode. Yeah, this was pretty I, funny. This was oh, my this favorite was of the funny. season until the this one. Oh, until the next one. Um, yeah. The gossip is poisoned to death by yogurt. Um, they delve into the gossip surrounding the sales company. It turns out this woman is a really good salesperson. But has like a giant phone book full of complaints about yeah. her gossiping. Oh yeah. Um, what do you think they're discussing in that yeah. other room? Why is she wearing a padded bra today? That's right. Mm-hmm. Why did he work early today at the same time? I'm just saying. Yeah. That's the same shirt he wore yesterday. Yeah, snitches get stitches. Uh, Liv and Clive also review possible suspects for the murder, murder of Wally and his family. They scout an online anti-zombie forum. Uh, Major has another coughing fit. Said, but he's saved in the nick of time by using a special inhaler. Uh, Ravi gives Major the cure and tells him to only use it in case of emergency because that inhaler soon is not going to be doing it for him. Yep. Uh, Peyton looks after Blaine while he waits for the Ravi serum to kick in. Damn. And then when it doesn't, they end up kicking the boots, knocking the boots, yeah. kicking it, as it were. Morning sex. That's the morning sex, boy. Morning sex great. You get that morning sex, and you go out and have that's breakfast, and then you go right back to bed. I'm saying, though. That's, that's the life, man. That that's is the life. the life. I'm saying, though. Uh, the best part of waking up. <laughs> Clive and Liv tracked down a man whose brother was killed at the outbreak at Max Rager, uh, but they don't have solid evidence to time to Wally's murder. Uh, meanwhile, Major finally finds Natalie, the zombie concubine, uh, after making several bad decisions and getting his ass whooped, uh, and he ends up giving her Robbie's cure. And they play uh, Robert Goulet's uh, Man of La Mancha. Yeah. Um, you know, he's doing like the old Don Quixote move. So, that was Wag the Tongue Slowly, episode four. Uh, episode five, the latest episode this week. Yes. Called Spanking the Zombie. And not only, live. Not only does Liv uh, eat the brains of a dominatrix, but we get to see some of the cool character actors that we've seen in the series so far. That, uh, you know, yeah. So, so or another. Yep. So, the dominatrix's name went by the name of uh, Sweet Baby Pain, or Sweet Lady Pain. Um... And uh, Liv, like, immediately almost goes into the role, you know, after eating her brain. Her brain was, like, soaked in some fluid so um, Ravi could derive serum from it. 
Mm-hmm. And because of yeah, this... Yeah, it was the memory serum. Right. And because it was soaked with that serum, uh, it really affected Liv hard. Oh, man. Like, did it. She was getting vision after vision or whatever. Yeah. Well, so, and one of the things I was wondering is, is and we still don't know yet because they, they didn't really show at the end, is I wonder if it's going to be harder for her to transition to another brain's memories because of whatever that was. I don't know. We'll don't know. I think it'd be an interesting yeah. twist if they went that way. Just might. But while they're in the uh, the dominatrix chamber, Liv has her first vision, and it is of the mayoral candidate, Baracus, who is actually a zombie himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by his brother, Bill. Yeah, can't trust them politicians, I swear. And uh, he ends up having a airtight alibi. Then um, Liv goes but to the... When- oh. When when he accidentally spills the hot sauce on Liv's boot, though, and her reaction to oh, yeah. that, <laughs> it yeah. tells him to lick it up. Uh-huh. Lick it up. <laughs> like what about my boots? Well, when she I'll tells do- Clive to, to get her, um, what is it, to bring her a, a glove or something? Yeah. And she's just so into it, and Clive is like... <laughs> Like you have no. with me, like it's your own. Like no, we don't. Like they, they have such a good kind of like a brother sister kind of thing reaction. It's like no, and she's like, no. do it. He doesn't take his crap. He yeah, doesn't take yeah. crap. No, he doesn't. Especially take now, crap. now that he knows, yeah. you know what the brains do to her. Yeah, he's just, you know. It's, um, it's Liv goes back to the uh, the uh, police station and gets the sketch artist. Uh, tells him that uh, an anonymous oh, witness sent her a bunch of Snapchats, right. and that he needs, yeah, he needs, uh, she needs him to draw uh, all these guys, uh, and she totally dominates and it's hilarious. She and he him, like, totally gets bites. into it. Oh, he's way into it. He bites he, her soup, and yeah, she goes, yeah. she goes, get those, get those drawings done, or I'll pull you over my knee and spank you. And he says, like, promise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no noodles. Cool no noodles. No noodles. Just broth. Yeah. yeah. But that's this is where we get the uh, thumb sucking bedwetter. <laughs> <laughs> then the uh, the second visages and she has is the guy who was recently the weatherman. Yeah. Who's now the anchorman in Seattle. What? Uh, like Johnny Power or something. I, I, I think his name was or something like that. And uh, he is dressed as a French maid. <laughs> All polishing silver. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that she, um, Sweet Lady Payne has been videotaping you know, all the sessions. So everybody who is, um, everybody's, freak, you know, everybody's freaking out about you know, where, the, where the, the drive is. Mm-hmm. Then the third vision she has is the Ken Marino lawyer, who we've seen on many times in this episode as well. Ken Marino being the guy from the state who said, you know, I want to dip my balls in it. Right, I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's also on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he played like this cop who was terrible, like he's the worst funny. cop. Ever. He's pretty funny. He's a very funny dude. And uh you know, Liv tries to dominate him and he's not gonna have any of that. No, no. But uh in his, in her vision he's a schoolboy. A Catholic schoolboy who can't remember his Latin. <laughs> has to have his hands whacked, you know, whacked by the ruler. <laughs> And then the, you know, he goes through uh, a bunch of like certain, uh, like circuitous lawyer talk to, to basically say that yes, he was there and uh, he might you know be able to help them. Meanwhile, Don E goes to Utopian Land and hooks up with a new friend. 
They're like, uh, you know, they bond over drugs, and then they are standing on the bar of the new place, and Donnie is like, hey, you want to be a zombie? It's so cool. Yeah, he's such a funny worm. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, so the lawyer dude comes back with the uh, anchorman dude, and it turns out that the anchorman dude knows who the guy is who was the peeping Tom for the dominatrix. And they pick him out of a lineup or whatever. Uh, meanwhile, the guy who is uh, looking like the suspect who killed Wally and his family, they take him into, uh, um, I keep wanting to call it Mercy Graves, but that's not right. Mm. Uh, take him into the zombie uh, paramilitary group. They give him a check for $10,000, try to kind of pay him off. And they kind of make up this cock and bull story about some of their people being infected or whatever. And this guy's like, you know, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And then he, while he's in there getting, uh, talking to them, they wire his car. And they hear him call someone, you know, an accomplice immediately. Um, meanwhile, they set up a, uh, a sting operation in the park to catch this guy, James Weckler, who is, uh, who is blackmailing, uh, different members of, of the dominatrix's, uh, you know, client list. Um, and Liv goes in to totally dominate him. It's pretty funny. So we end the episode basically with Major too sick to go on at the uh, military thing. He gets stabbed a bunch of times. That hurt. Yeah, the, but uh, the oh, you're sure you're gonna be fine, Lily White, blah blah blah. But then he collapses in the shower. He gets back to Liv and Robbie, and uh, they're afraid to turn him back to human because of all the stab wounds, because that'll kill him. But he's also dying of his zombiness. So we have this touching CW moment with a Pearl Jam song. <laughs> yeah. Um, where he's like, oh, I get to, I get to fall for you all over again. The, the most CW moment of the week. Oh, the yes. Week. Was right totally. Here. Totally. And then, uh, Robbie, Robbie comes in to give him the cure. And that's how we end the episode. Wow, that I, didn't take as long as I thought it would to do all five of those episodes. Nah, we knocked it out. We're pros. We got this. Well, this episode um, was so good with her, with the dominatrix. And, oh, it was yes. so funny. It was like so trying which is to dominate. Why I'm it. hoping it hangs on because of the blue sauce. Well, I liked it too because of uh, um, the different reactions. Like she kept mm-hmm. doing the dominatrix act on different people, and they all reacted differently. Like, yeah. The lawyer was just like not having it. The the anchorman or the uh, the sketch artist was like way into it. Yeah, the anchorman. Kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, the anchorman was kind of intrigued, but then the yeah. lawyer had to kind of pull him back. You know. Um, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. It was fun. It was fun. I agree. Probably my favorite one of the season so far. So far, I give the season a B, but that episode an A. Sounds about right for the season so yeah. far. A B. Yeah. It's been good. Again, you know, it's it, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I, I keep wanting to compare it to Lucifer because they're both procedurals with supernatural and, and comedic tones. And I just feel like iZombie really hits it. A lot and Lucifer kind of is hit and miss. Yeah. yeah, and it and it's not the lead in Lucifer that's the issue. Like Lucifer is funny. No. The it's some of the writing, really. Yeah, some of the writing, and and, and I, don't, I really don't think Chloe is as strong as she should be. No, that's well, I think that's the issue with me is that they write her so just boring. Like there's just nothing to her. She's She's not a good character to bounce off. Like Clive is a 
Clive is fun to watch. Yes. When he when he when Liv and them act up, like he 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 gives off the right reactions at the right times. She doesn't do that with Lucifer, I and mean, she's supposed to be the straight character, like the straight guy, and and right. on on Lucifer. And she just comes off as boring instead. Like it's hard to play that. It's hard to write that too. Like how, when the when to do certain things. When she rolls her eyes, I roll my eyes at her for doing that. Like it just doesn't. It's just not fun to watch her react that way. I'll tell you what, too, with Lucifer. I mean, I I find myself doing the comparison to iZombie too, but I also find myself mixing up, you know, the different rules of the show with uh, Supernatural. I end up thinking mm. of, of this, that, or the other, and then I'm like, oh, no, wait, that's Archangels in Supernatural. So, because I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. Yeah, it's similar. Of, yeah, I, I watch so, it, too, yeah. So. so I'm noticing, too, though, that they're, that they're repeating some themes of Supernatural in Lucifer. And, I mean, that's, I don't know if they're repeating, but it, because it, it naturally fits, but I, I don't I don't know that I have as much room in my television watching uh, budget to watch so much supernatural mm-hmm. stuff. And Lucifer is kind of the weakest show out of all of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't. I I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you on that. A little, it's just a little off. Like it, like they have the pieces, but it's just, uh, it's just a little off, and I don't, I don't know if they can fix it. So I, I can see it not working. iZombie, I hope I can see iZombie. It's sad because I can see iZombie getting lost in the shuffle, like it is. Well, that's I'm worried. The ratings this season so far hasn't broke. A I think lunch. that break. I think that long break was not good for the for the show. Yeah, I you agree. Know, I think it hurt the. I think it hurt the show to take such a long break. And there's just so much on on TV now, on top of all the stuff that's coming. Like, well, that's on. one of the things I was glad that the writer strike didn't happen because I I was thinking about this on uh, during the day Monday. I'm like. If that strike happens, iZombie is dead, and I was starting to think of other shows that mm-hmm. would probably be dead because oh, of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's about it. Uh, let me just bring the, uh, fly the plane to the barn here. Um, if you like Geeky Podcasts, and uh, this has been one of them, then go to com. You can find It's All Connected there, the Marvel TV podcast to a companion to our DC TV podcast. Uh, you also find Half Hour Wasted there, the Walking Dead TV podcast. A lot of great stuff there at hshwlod.com. Also, the Taylor Network of Podcasts for a whole spectrum, a whole plethora, a whole myriad of podcasting possibilities. Go on over to taylornetworkofpodcasts.com because you got nothing's on over there with me and Daryl and Donnie. you got uh, JK's Happy Hour. you got Star Trek Conversations. you got Go Trek Yourself. you got uh, No Apologies. Uh, so many uh, awesome podcasts over there at the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Led by the man, the myth, the legend himself, the mogul. You've been listening to him now for a few hours, Mr. Daryl Taylor. The um, grill master. Yes. Yo, man, that was, a, that was a lot of lighter fluid, dude. Oh, uh, I like fire. Of, I don't like my burgers that taste like lighter fluid. <laughs> you mix it up, it tastes more like coal after a while. <laughs> so until next week, we have another full deck of DCTV to talk about. 
thank you gentlemen for joining me this evening and to Jerry uh, rest, I hope you rest up your singing voice for next week <laughs> yeah and until uh, <laughs> the next time we're ghosts thanks guys good night later boom warm leatherette warm leatherette warm leatherette warm leatherette see the breaking glass in the underpass see the breaking glass in the underpass warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Hear the crushing steel Feel the steering wheel Hear the crushing steel Feel the steering wheel Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette